Hi friends, I'm Andy Sell, and these are the people we know. Hi friends, welcome back to People We Know. It's it's been a while, hasn't it? It's yeah. Le- Leah, how are you? I'm yeah, fucking great. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I don't know. It's been we took what a five month hiatus. Yeah, so? I think so. We've had episodes posted in that time, but we haven't. Recorded. I think like a couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So guys, if you're listening to this, and I hope you are. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're not listening to this, you're not going to hear what I'm saying right now. Anyway, so it doesn't. Matter. It's real Schrodinger's cat. A lot of that was useless words. A yeah. Lot of what you just said. <laughs> that's most of what I said. That's, that's most of what I say, really, is useless words. Well, <laughs> you don't have to be that hard on yourself. <laughs> but so it's it's been a hiatus. Um, I was out of town a bunch. Look, you're just going to have to move on. We were out. Okay, uh, <laughs> we yeah. were gone. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Everybody Look, just deal with it. Just deal with it. We're yeah. sorry, but, you know. We're, we didn't, you know, we went out for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and, now, and we had to reevaluate, but now, we're back. Now we so, want you, you back know. in our lives. Yeah. We, we, we're we won't ready do to it again. You back. We won't, it won't happen again. Maybe. We probably <laughs> won't happen again. Yeah, I feel bad. I, I honestly feel really bad about it. I well, do. you were gone, though. Yeah, well, but tell I us also, what you were doing. You were doing a lot of stand up, right? Yeah, I was doing a lot of stand up. I, was, I, was, I went all over the country yeah. for, for two months. And then. Uh, Went to Denver and Iowa for yeah. a thing after that. Um, yeah, having fun, just telling jokes. Well, see, that's okay. You're doing your career stuff. Yeah, too. the stuff that that <laughs> actually kind of might pan out for me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Andy? Oh, look, I'm saying this podcast <laughs> is a vanity project, and we all know it. Uh, Ugh. Well, <laughs> that was a terrible thing to say, and I don't mean it. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I was reacting to you or like I also saw John and then, like we both made the same face. Oh yeah, well, again I can't. This is it's so weird to be back. I know I miss this. I'm, I miss I have seeing to get, John and behind you. I have to get you. used to him behind me making yeah. faces again. I wish John was always behind you making faces <laughs> about things you say. I could be the first comedian who has a like a dancing man, like you know the Mighty Mighty Bostones and a veil uh, have no. like a guy. Okay. <laughs> There's a band called the Mighty Mighty Bostones. I know who they are. Yeah. They have a guy on stage. Ben Carr, mm-hmm. he's, his whole job on stage is just dancing. He just oh, okay. he's like a hype man for a ska band, essentially. So you need John behind. I'm gonna. If you just have John's be my head floating guy. over behind you, wherever Except, you go. Yeah, he says he's gonna be my face making yeah. guy. And he's, whenever I go on tour, <laughs> he's gonna come with me, and he's I just gonna stand I'm behind me on stage he's and excited. make faces. <laughs> he's good with it. <laughs> See? Say hi, John. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, let's do it. I want to try it. I think you need that. <laughs> so you'd go on stage with him behind you, yeah. of course. Yeah. Just reacting to you. Um, I tried to do that once. I tried to go on stage with my friend uh, trying to juggle next to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, there's your mistake. Was it Dave Clay? No. It was like in Oklahoma. Oh. No. Does he juggle? J- Dave Clay is a, j- is a world-renowned juggler. A world-renowned. How do you get world-renowned as world a juggler? I might have world-renowned part up. I don't know. But he's, he, he's professional juggler. Oh, professional? Yeah, I mean he. How have I not asked him to exploit that for me? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay, well I didn't know that. Now I'm gonna have to bring it up to him. He's probably gonna be annoyed <laughs> by it. But yeah. um, I learned to juggle a little bit. I can't. 
I, I, w- I would love to. You can just teach yourself online, especially if you work at a plant stand during the day <laughs> in Oklahoma when it's 110 degrees out. Well, uh, <laughs> you can just teach yourself to juggle. Is that chapter of your autobiography? Yeah. <laughs> The, the most boring chapter. <laughs> All that happened was we'd sit under a tent and 50 million people would walk up and be like, are you guys hot out here? And we'd be like, yeah, it's 110 <laughs> fucking degrees. Get out of my face. What the hell kind of question is that? Give me some water. Or shut up. Yeah. Well, so we're back now. And um, if you guys will have me back, I'd like to be your <laughs> See, podcast See, you're going host back to again. it again where you're apologizing. <laughs> I feel, you know. I'm, Look, I'm you a- messed up. <laughs> I messed, look, you, you messed, messed up, up big time. <laughs> Either we forgive you or we don't, you know? Okay. Maybe they'll come around. You just got to prove yourself. That's true. Well, part of proving myself is we're just, we're purging the vault now. We we put out the Jeff Suing episode uh-huh. and the Greg Edwards episode, and we're about to put out the Wendy Starling episode. So if you guys are just coming back to us after a while, listen to those. Uh, Jeff Suing talks yeah. about Michael Jordan. Greg Edwards talks about... Uh, Scrooge McDuck and uh, Wendy Starling talks about Marla Singer from Fight Club. Yeah, so, all good li- ones. They're all great. They're all th- and the thing is, those are three of my favorite people. Yeah, that's like true. of all the people we've talked to. You know, I mean, we've too. talked to a lot of great people. Yeah, we've had a lot of great discussions. But like those three are genuinely like really close friends of mine. Yeah, too. Like in Me addition too. to being comics, I respect. Yeah, yeah, they're friends of ours. I yeah. don't know what. They're no, just you, show. Andy. They're just it's friends. all about they're you. They're my friends first. <laughs> they're all Andy's they're friends. They're my friends first. Did you have friends like that? I did. Like in college, people would be like, I was friends with them first. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm still, like, I still kind of do you that sometimes. You would feel like yeah. that. I knew yeah. it. I, I do kind of sometimes. I don't really say anything about it. But I just you just think stew. it? You brood about it? Sometimes, yeah. Why do you feel left out by people that you introduce to each other? I constantly feel left out by everyone. Really? Yeah, no matter what. That's weird because you seem like right in the middle of everything. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it. You have a real attention problem. I really do. Like, <laughs> no, I absolutely do. You have a serious do. problem. I could give a fuck less about <laughs> <laughs> what my friends are doing ever. And I think it makes them like me more. I don't know. They're like, what are you doing? Leah? I'm like, I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> well, you're just. No, I show up and I'm like, I friends. liked. No, I like them and I hang out with them, but I don't like worry about what they're doing ever. I'm like, if you're there, you're there. Cool. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But I'm not. I mean, I have my own issues. But, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but that, on that, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess I got a lot of growing up to do. I'm sort of starting it though now. Like in the last few weeks, well, I last think admitting month, that that's a good. The last month or so has been like my Apatow montage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where yeah. like I'm starting to get my life together. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually like making deliberate efforts in certain areas to do better and Did to something and instigate to be more... that. I you know, <laughs> I don't know if there was anything that like like one thing that instigated it, but it's been an interesting year for me. Okay. Um. Uh, some there have been some deaths that I yeah. think that, that I think aided this decision. You that got I think it. Aided yeah. this new lifestyle choice. There were some. There were some. I lost some people. Yeah, um, that's rough. Which was yeah, which was awful. But there was mm-hmm. good stuff that prompted it too. I went on the road. Yeah, I went on the road. Right. I went on an extended tour for the first time. Which is what every comedy. comedian wants to do. Yeah. If you're listening to this, it's a big deal. It is. It's huge, and it and it and it like was eye opening for me in a lot of ways. And um, I, about you know, your comedy, or just in general about in general, people, just in general about what I want from life, mm-hmm. about um, why I do comedy, about why I 
am the way I am in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, and That's it interesting. Also, so you learned a lot about yourself. Yeah, I did. Yeah, cool. And I and I think I came back much stronger as far as just ha- my, my stage presence and, oh, my, yeah. and my stuff. You I'm much to. better than I was when I when I set out. But also through all of this, these, these good things and these bad things this year that have kind of, I think, aided this. That's the thing. In movies, whenever someone makes a decision to, like, improve themselves, it always comes from, like, one seminal event, right? Right. And I don't think that's how it happens in real life. It's a, it's a gradual process of things, of you, like, m- starting to realize. There's also even this, pro- this part of the, this thing uh, that in, in rehab culture, in 12-step culture, they refer to it as Morse coding. Where if you're trying to break a bad habit or kick an addiction yeah. in this ca- in that case, but I guess it, I think it's applicable to all life, is where you, it's sort of like puddle jumping in a way where you um, you'll go off and then on and then off and then on of whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you just keep doing that until eventually like you you do break it. Yeah. Um, and I think I've been doing some of that, and I think that's the thing that just happens in life. But also in addition to all that, I've had really awesome friends who are really there for me this year in a lot of ways and um whether they knew it or not you know yeah not just through the rough shit but like the good stuff too like people that were like with me during that right and even coming back john john's a big part of the uh why i'm Mm -hmm. starting to get better at life he and i've been he and i've been working together on some stuff and it's been he's he's kind of without me (laughs) oh shit (laughs) (laughs) you're taking all my friends Look, I knew John first. Um, That's true. And then also just like watching friends of mine and what they're doing now mm-hmm. with the stuff they're doing. Uh, you, for example, the Bouncy Ball Project. Oh, yeah. That um, was <laughs> I don't even think about that. Anymore. The NBC stand-up <laughs> thing. Yeah, um, that was crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. How how was that? Amazing. But, I mean, it was such a weird... Your set, by the way, if you're listening to this, you should go look up. on. It's on YouTube, right? Uh no, it's on Vivo. Vivo, um, go to Vivo. Look up Leah K. Janian's NBC stand-up. Your set on there is crushing. It's incredible. Yeah, no, that's why it's I posted it. I was set. like, you know what? I gotta use this. This is yeah. the best video clip that's ever gonna be taken of me. So I should <laughs> well, do something with it. Let's say ever. Well, I'm just bad at like t- you know taking my own videos. The tape is they just rough. did it. Yeah. They just taped it, and I didn't even think. And they sent it to me, and I was like, oh, this is pretty. So nice. yeah, it was a very good set. But I got. I mean, it was just cool to be able to do that. Yeah. It was like a full crowd of people. But it was such a weird time anyway. I mean, my dad died four days before I went there. Jesus. And I was like, I don't even know if I could go now. And then I went to the minute audition. And I got a, I, I don't know. I just did well the whole time. I did a minute and I got a call back. I did two minutes and got a call back to the final one. And then, I don't know. I feel like it was because, and I flew from there to, you know, Boston oh, for my dad's funeral. God. So. So it was like a weird, it's hard to be happy about, you yeah, know, because yeah. <laughs> you're like, you feel guilty if you're excited about it. Yeah. And that's it. And that was like a month ago and it took me that long to even post it because of all that. So that's, that's what's going on. But I do, since that happened, I am like way more chill in my life, I guess, about yeah. things. I'm like, oh, well, I can just calm down now. People <laughs> die, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That sounds terrible, yeah. but it's no, like, but well, it, it really is true. Things are really it's, not a big deal that I'm making a big deal. Yeah, yeah, this exactly. Is a big deal, you know? exactly. It's perspective, I guess, yeah. is the word. Yeah, so I gained some perspective as well. Yeah, and I, you know, I feel guys, like I grew a lot too. We're growing. We've grown. Okay, oh, guys, we're since you've listened up. to us, we've grown a lot. In <laughs> Even the last though the five first months. five minutes of this was us acting like children <laughs> and John <laughs> getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, that'll happen. Um. 
But yeah, so yeah, pat, so patting each other on the back. Hey, great job, Leah. Good job. You're doing oh, great. we're touching I'm fingers sorry for your, midway for through. Your, for your rough shit. Oh well, you too. Um, yeah, you know what's <sighs> just happens. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a lot of that going around too. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I've a lot of my friends are going through some. Oh, I know. Rough shit I feel in like the way that of too. loss. I've heard a lot and, of stuff like bad that. Bad stuff right now. happening. Yeah. yeah, and it's. I mean, I don't want to get astrological or nothing, but it's kind of like. <laughs> You know <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was very that astrological. Was very astrological. <laughs> what the fuck, what the man? Fuck, man? <laughs> Let's get these stars right. What's going on? Uh, so, yeah. So it's we're we're we we got we're getting we're flushing the vaults. We're getting everything out there, and not like isn't it? It's waste bad stuff. It's good. We got good stuff, but we're getting it out there finally. And the today's episode is it's ho- guys. It's Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> it's October, and if you know, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that last year we went all out for it. Um, this year, not so much. No, but I, um, I think this is all of our favorite time of year. Is it that, is. It's is mine. That, yeah. It's okay. yours. It's, it's John's. John's. Yeah. yeah. Been so, watching yeah. a lot of horror movies. Been going to a couple haunted houses. Yeah, I haven't done one yet this year. Oh, you know what you should go Which one? is uh, the. Raymond Hill Mortuary Haunt really? at the Fremont Center Theater in South Pasadena. I haven't even heard of that one. It's really cool. Really? John loved it. Yeah. Raymond really Hill cool. Mortuary. Raymond Hill Mortuary. Okay, I'll do that one. Is the name of it. It's at the Fremont Center Theater, which is where uh, I used to work. Uh, I used to work at that theater. Wait, is that the one we went to last year when Robert Vertries? No, 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 no. That that was the old bank oh, okay, one. That okay. one's I don't even think around anymore. That was okay. an old town Pasadena. Uh, this one is uh, it's in South Pasadena. It's on uh, Fremont. Okay. And, and uh, maybe Center or Mission. I can't remember the name of the street. Or El Centro. It's on Fremont and El Centro. It's fucking great. It's yeah. like there's a, there's a cohesive narrative to it. There's really? a context. There's a story. Ooh, like there's Is some engaging, interactive components. It's pretty cool. It's, it's it not, scary? It's not over the top scary. There's a lot of creepy moments in it. It is scary. Yeah. But it's not like. <laughs> John's scared by it it's not like that bad yeah I don't know. yeah it's not one of those Wait, it's not so like that scenario where john in san is diego scared where they lock not. you in a cage that's funny because i always thought that you'd be less brave than john oh. in any situation mm, well <laughs> no i mean don't take funny, offense to funny funny you would I think that <laughs> but uh, you'd be wrong i uh, guess so i guess so <laughs> i took the book oh i want i don't want to spoil anything for you um but yeah, go to the Raymond Hill Mortuary, and it's and all the money. It's affordable too. That's the other thing is it's only fifteen bucks. Oh shit! I'm totally going. Are you kidding me? Things. Yeah, that's really and cheap. they do a really great job, and all the money goes to a really great cause. Oh, I can't. Sweet. It's like an educational South Pasadena Educational Foundation. Thank yeah. you. So go to that if you're listening to this. If you're looking for a haunted house to go to uh, in the next few days, uh, it shuts down uh, November first. Is the last night. Go on November first if you need to. It's awesome. Sweet. That's, I highly recommend it. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. Mm. Oh, so yeah, we've been to haunted houses, been watching horror movies, mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. I've been listening to the No Sleep podcast a lot, which is a cool, scary story, creepy pasta podcast. Oh, I don't even know what that. Well, well, <laughs> are you surprised? <laughs> I'm getting exhausted by myself not knowing things. You know? <laughs> yeah, welcome this to again? the fucking club. God damn! <laughs> How do you have time to know things? I don't understand that. Who has time? I don't know. I've been reading some scary comic books. Yeah. Uh, Scott Snyder's Witches is a good one. Um, there's a really small press one called And Then Emily Was Gone that I've been reading. That's great. Mm. Uh, there's uh, John <laughs> I'm, didn't, John didn't I'm like mirroring him. Yeah. yeah, he didn't like that one. Yeah. Uh, he likes witches, though. Witches is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a Roald Dahl book, too. You yeah. That? Yeah, but this one's spelled with a Y. It's W-Y-T. Oh, okay. 
C-H-E-S. That's fancy. You know what podcast I like? The serial podcast that This American Life put out. I'm now obsessed with it. Have you listened to that? I'm obsessed with that now. Which one? It's called Serial. It's like a a serial, not like breakfast cereal, like a series of... They just go. I don't even know how many they do in I a have, series, but I, it's, I, I, I've I'm involved so... in this man's life so hardcore right now. That's <laughs> all I can think about. <laughs> That's cool. I've been listening to so much, so many like ghost story podcasts. I have not listened to an episode of This American Life in like two months. Well, they keep doing reruns, which drives me insane. Uh, okay. But then I've got they like did, eight they or did nine the episodes first like show of the up. new podcast. That's like a spinoff of theirs, okay. almost. But and then that got me hooked on the other one. But now oh, it shit. only comes out once a week, and it's a series. Anyway, I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about it. I'll have to check it out. It's it's really when good. October is done. <laughs> when yeah, passes. you'll have to do that. It is a murder trial, though. So. Oh shit! That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that we just talked about other people's podcasts. Yeah. Cool. There's also a book called Harrogate. I'm just like talking about all the horror stuff I've been doing. Yeah. Okay. Harrogate, good book. Kate Moriyama. It's an it's an unconventional ghost story book. Okay. And it's a quick read. I don't know. I'm just. Is it I a comic know. book so, or is it no, a narrative? No, it's okay. an actual book. It's a novel. A novel. It's a novel. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know. Well, the point is, it's Halloween. It's our favorite time of year, and we didn't do anything special for this for our podcast this year, except we have an episode le- that we recorded last year for the monsters we know month-long halloween celebration last year we recorded it and we didn't release it we didn't it just it we we couldn't we recorded five yeah we had too many we had too many we had one too many episodes and this is the one that kind of didn't make the cut not because it wasn't good but because um the other stuff i don't know why i honestly don't know why i think it was just i think it was just random probably know why oh yeah no there's a reason um It's because we were all drunk. It's because we all got drunk. <laughs> we all got drunk. <laughs> and uh, went a very long time. Yeah, and it was a long episode. Um, yeah, everyone. But you know what? Every, I was okay. drunk. Was good. You were drunk. Well, I was drunk. John, John was, was drunk. drunk. Everyone but our guest. Was everyone drunk. but That's Rivers. That's how we have our podcast. <laughs> yeah. we all our, our, our poor guest showed up, up sober and then with make a, cop- a sober person. <laughs> yeah, with notes. He, had, he notes. had notes and a, and copy, a copy of the, of the book. book. <laughs> 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 it was like ready to go. He had done his homework and he shows up. Assholes. And we're just a bunch of cackling fucking booze hounds. Just a bunch of fucking. It was a good Just a bunch of Uncle Gary's in here. Yeah, he had to sit down and deal with us. <laughs> Uncle Gary. Uh, it was mine um, was Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> it always ends in a Y, doesn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. No, that's crazy. I don't actually have an Uncle Gary. Oh. Uh, Aw, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said aw. Oh, you Aww. missed out on that. Yeah, but I just figured that Uncle Gary sounds like a good alcoholic name. My uncle literally fell into a coffee table and broke it <laughs> once during a family thing. <laughs> Is he still around? No. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry. let's have him on the show. Uh, anyway, yeah. the, I'm, so, wow, I'm sorry. That's okay. Sorry to it's bring It's okay. Up. Uh, it was, I mean, it was a long time ago when he passed away. And it oh, wasn't, well then, I wasn't very close him to then. him. <laughs> no, not fuck him. But, no, you know, I know. I'm, you, know, I, it's, I'm, you know what? People have died in my life and I'm, you know, it's going on. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. John's. Yeah. <laughs> angry notes over Bad there. Bad dadding. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So we had an episode. It's a long one, guys, uh, and I'm not going to apologize for it because it's more bang for your buck. Shouldn't have said that, Andy. Why? <laughs> you shouldn't have said I'm not going to apologize for it because I feel like that's your way of apologizing for it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a good podcast. It's I actually good, remember yeah. it being pretty interesting. I remember maybe... we had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't remember much else. <laughs> oh, we did have fun. We were drunk. Yeah. 
Um, um, it was interesting because uh, Rivers had a lot of good points yeah. that he brought into yeah. the conversation. So I liked hearing what he had to say okay. at the very least. Um, yeah, yeah, I he thought did. it was good. He so and I was mad because I just wanted, ago, I wanted to talk about the movies the whole time. I remember that. anyway. Yeah, you kept trying to go back to yeah, that. I won't spoil this then any more than I already <laughs> have. Uh, that was like l- the lamest spoiler ever. I know. <laughs> like we talk about. Oh, we were drunk. That's yeah. a spoiler. Uh, well, it's so the the episode is Rivers Langley, and we didn't we didn't cut it up. We we left it the entire episode intact, including the Leah's horror homework section at the beginning. That's going to be in there still. Uh, where you talk about seeing the haunting. Oh, yeah. Um, so the, the the whole episode is contained w- within this, guys. It's like it's bumpers and all. Um, so uh, welcome back to People We Know. And uh, this episode is Rivers Langley discussing Frankenstein. Um, just so direct from the vault of horror. W-E-N spells Halloween. H-A-L-L-O-W-E-N spells Halloween. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome back to another uh, edition of Leah's Horror Homework. <laughs> See, I no, even tried smart. to scale back from being. Sc- We're not going to let you do that. No. Like, uh, it's got to have like the crazy, creepy, crypt keeper, like wackiness. Yeah, I just get. Like, here's the thing: is, is that my heart is there at all times. Yeah. My heart is always. You just got to swing for the fences, man. There, and then, but yeah. then I get my brain is like, dude, no one's going to think you're cool. No, no, no. the heart. Like, that's, that's the cool thing. It, it reminds me. It, Look them in the eye. Like when, <laughs> when you really go that far, like if you start acting really, really weird and kind of stupid, it loops around and becomes cool. Like that's that's sort of the well, lesson. Well, that's how I it. think I made friends at this yeah. year of high school. Like, that's what camp is. But ever like, since then, it's just been. That's what Vincent Price is like. I mean, you look at Vincent Price next to an actor like uh, that's true. Like, like you know, but any serious actor, like it's stupid. But then you look at it and you're like, uh, it looped around and became cool because okay, it's so stylized. You're right, but look, here's the difference: is that Vincent Price was doing something original and holy himself. Yeah. I whereas have, I'm just laughing like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, and <laughs> we're exactly. Whereas right now I would have just been emulating that kind of thing, and it would have been mm. not cool. Just so you because need to like, find your oh, own scary exactly. Voice thing. Like Kurt Cobain, people beat him up in high school. Yeah, but then he became a huge rock star because he just followed up, up his followed. own thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was doing his own Think thing. That. If I'm saying boils and ghouls, I'm not doing my own thing. I'm just emulating. <laughs> well then maybe you should just start with a burp or whatever. it doesn't matter we're already in it yeah okay. no it's too late it's, it's too, too late, late. what are we talking this. about what are we doing guys we're in another issue edition. i like issue i like another issue, issue. Yeah, I, I read comics i like, like a issue. comic book yeah. exactly yeah. guys welcome back to another issue this is the uh fourth issue now of leah's horror homework yeah exciting it is uh for those of you who haven't been keeping up previously on leah's horror homework we <laughs> gave leah a stack of horror movies to watch so far she has watched reanimator which got a c minus she watched the gate which got a b plus she got she watched rean of texas chainsaw massacre which got a B, I think. 
<laughs> I think so too, but I don't remember. Honestly, I think the gate got a B minus or a B. No, it didn't. It got, Did it get no, a, B it got a B plus. Okay. And then I think you gave Texas Chainsaw a B plus too, or a B. Mm, it was yeah. a B or a B plus. Well, d- yeah. It felt like yeah. like the takeaway from Texas Chainsaw, which we don't have to go into anymore because I take serious issue with your grading of Texas Chainsaw, was that it got uh, like you you respected it more than you liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Which yeah. is fine. Well, and it We're not friends anymore. Like that's cool, but <laughs> it's fine. But you guys got to understand how bad ha- Halloween scared me. It's In interesting to me that I watched oh, those that's two thing we should around say, the same yeah. time because Halloween didn't make it in. What you should know is that Leo watched Halloween between Reanimator and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that's scary. But I fucked it up. It scared the fuck. Maybe if I had watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the situation that I watched Halloween, maybe that would have been the one yeah, that scared yeah. me. But Seriously, that movie Halloween is lingered scare me. Yeah. Scared it's me more there. later than it did even mm-hmm. at the it's time. I- it's interesting to me because your your experience between those two movies is sort of a, 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 ne- a film negative of mine, mm-hmm. which is like, I love Halloween. I really respect it. But like Texas Chainsaw just scares me so much more. Well, the idea of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, Chainsaw but you're from Texas. Chainsaw is scarier, yeah. I think. Like just a... Well, it's it's part of it is being like from the country. See, I think what it is, I'm from I'm from Iowa. Yeah, I'm from. Are you from rural Iowa? I'm from suburban Iowa. Okay. Oh yeah. So 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 Halloween. Yeah, Haddonfield. That's Haddonfield is my shit. Like that's where I am. You are from fucking Lake Charles, Texas. Louisiana, bro. Louisiana. Well, the, okay. I don't know where things are. <laughs> <laughs> so Halloween, that guy comes into a town and invades their space. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they end up way They're in the going space. Out. They, they all the go Sawyer to that. Yeah. Yeah. They exactly. all keep going yeah. to get murdered. Yeah. Hey, you know? just don't like, drive through Texas. You'll be don't fine. Don't go in people's houses. Do you know how long it takes to get through Texas? So my one of my favorite things no, about Texas. No, because I don't go to Texas. I, I avoid Ooh. Texas. One of my costs. favorite things about the state of Texas is when you cross uh, on I-10, like, so, so Lake Charles is like 20 minutes outside of Texas. We're so I-10. far off track it's right fine. now. It's <laughs> fine. Um, when you cross into Texas on I-10, you see this sign. It's just like one of those mileage signs. And it says like, Orange, Texas, five miles. El Paso, Texas, 859 <laughs> miles. Yeah. It just declares it to you at the beginning. Yeah. Like, this is how, this is the project you've embarked Dude, if upon. I ever, this yeah, is why if I have to go somewhere on the other side of Texas, I just fly. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not driving the through move. that fucking state, man. I've, yeah, I've had so many friends. I don't think I know a single person who has driven through Texas and not been pulled over and hassled by cops. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's fair. That's fair. Half yeah. of the, I would say I would say probably s- maybe seventy percent of the people I know who've driven through Texas have been pulled over and hassled by cops, and I would say maybe about sixty percent of no, that percentage fair. have actually spent a night in jail because they're dealing with fucking shithole ass dick cops that don't understand. Look, if you're a Texas cop, who listens to this podcast. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the other guys. Um, <laughs> See, this is how far my guilt extends. Yeah, but that's not <laughs> what we had Leah watch this week. Leah, no. what did you watch this week? I watched The Haunting, the original version. Of 1964, Robert Wise. Robert Wise. I thought it was 63, but okay. Director of uh, Star Trek, the motionless picture, and uh, also <laughs> West Side Story. Um, and I think The Sound of Music, but I'm not sure. He did some, no- he did some noir, too. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mainly know him from, musics, uh, from musicals. Um, musics? Wow. Thanks, John. And, he uh, did sound also, of music. Yeah. And also, and also uh, the, the shittiest Star Trek movie. <laughs> Maybe not the shittiest. Really Star the Trek shittiest? 5. Come on. Yeah. No, Star Trek V is dope. 
Fuck your mother. Um, they kill God in Star Trek Five. That's what, amazing. What does God need with a starship, dude? Okay, you don't yeah. quote the movie at me. Yeah, no, it. but that, he's not God. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Anyway, the um, haunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the haunting. Yeah. What, what do you think of it? Uh, yeah. What was your well, deal? What okay. was your what's I, up? I liked it because it had that. Um, not that scary to me. First of all, really, yeah. really, yeah. Even the parts in where she's alone in the room and the door is with the knocking, with the knocking and the yelling and the hey, yeah. hey, hey. Well, but I'm weird about what scares me. I've, I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think. Um, let me. Okay, so what I liked Do about you, it. Uh, let's be clear. You watched this during the day, right? Yeah, I did. I wa- be on purpose, okay. Okay. On purposefully, <laughs> right. because I am afraid of the dark. <laughs> I guarantee you would have been more scared. I feel like that kind of subverts the whole. No, and there definitely no, but there was (laughs) definitely. Well, I have you know there was definitely moments of you're gonna knock my phone off. There was moments of the movie where you know I'm like this is creepy, of course, and I just like as a whole I don't find it as scary as some of the other things Mm. I've watched, and I think maybe it's just because of you know it's older and and it's very subtle, and I like that about it, and maybe it's one of those ones like Halloween that's gonna creep back up on me and it's gonna give me a. Well, it does. It does. uh, To your credit, go out of its way to not scare you the way those films tend to. Like, like Robert Wise purposely gave every set ceilings, Mm -hmm. and he also gave every set like a lack of dark corners. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of the things he he talks about in when when he uh, is interviewed about the film is that he didn't want there to be all these dark nooks and crannies where like ghosts could hide. He wanted the whole thing to be really brightly lit, and he wanted to be just filled with shit. Like that's one of the things that really struck me rewatching the movie is that there's just tons so of crap stuff. in this house, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. like y- there, there's not a whole lot of moments where like maybe there's a ghost in that corner. Yeah. Um, well, well I, I appreciated that about it. I appreciated that it wasn't. Oh, you see a glimpse of the ghost passing. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, it's I love that. About it. I mean, that's what I yeah. like about the movie. Ultimately, is that uh, well, I. When I was in high school, I read The Turn of the Screw, and that seems oh, like yeah, a strange that's, yep, reference, that's a, I that's suppose. A story, but I, yeah. the thing that stuck with me most about that book and that I liked most about it was that the unreliable narrator was, yeah. you know. And, and I, the haunting is the same I way. I felt that was an echo of that. And also, like, ever? in the movie The Others, that has sort of yeah, plays with yeah. that as well. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I liked that for that reason. And so I liked The Haunting because I liked the way they did that, and they centered on that character. I read the book, The Haunting, uh, the ha- sorry, The, the Haunting, Haunting of Hill, of Hill House. House by yeah. Shirley Jackson. And uh, did she write the lottery? She did write. She yes, she did write the lottery. Um, she also wrote We Have Always Lived in the Castle, which is also pretty spooky. Uh, and read it. <laughs> um, but she she wrote The Haunting of Hill House, which is what the movie is based on. And it's always the first paragraph of that book is what fucking gets me. And it's the fir- it's the opening narration of the mm-hmm. movie, The Haunting, that gets me. Mm-hmm. And there's little things later on like when um, somebody says there's no right angles yeah. Yeah. in the house. That gets me. It's always the it's it's, it's always the shit about the house itself. Yeah. yeah. The, the idea that the some house houses are born bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like that it's just that's the way it is. And sorry. Yeah. Um, it's always that that opening narration that. The fucking the the what is it the stone and wood lay silent or the the walls lay silent against the stone of Hill House mm-hmm. and whatever walked there walked alone for some reason that always gets me. Here's the other point though, I've never watched that movie not at night. Yeah, I've wa- I've yeah. seen that movie maybe. <sighs> it bet- it's between 
a, like it's between 10 and 20 times that I've seen that movie. Okay. Um, I've seen it a lot. I've watched it a lot, but it's always been at night. Um, and maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe it's because yeah. that's the only time it can scare me. And I want the movie to scare me. I want it too. I just think like the, the level no. of... It seemed like easier to... When you say it's scary to you that the house is bad and some houses mm-hmm. are born bad, that those kinds of things make me feel more secure in it because I'm like, okay, well, that's a thing that I can suspend <laughs> my disbelief and, you know, I'll try to keep out of bad houses and whatever. But, yeah. but it's like, a when thing it, over there you can avoid. Right. So not that, like, that not like in Michael itself. Myers coming into right, your exactly. space. But what gets me, so what yeah. scares me is a psycho coming at me in my space that I can't do anything. Yeah, but about. you don't. Here's the thing: is you don't know. They, but if they the house go you're to in that house. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you don't. But here's the exactly. thing: is you don't know. But like, they always, all the characters go to that house for a yeah, specific purpose. Yeah, but that's purpose. that house. Right. It's what that house, me, and they've all got their reasons, and that's the really scary thing: is like what in Eleanor drives her towards that place. Oh, she's, I'm sorry. Eleanor's fucking crazy. Eleanor's out of her damn mind. Yeah, she's totally nuts. Nut like, she's been driven insane by a bedridden, domineering mother yeah. and yeah. a sister who's and, a total and, bitch. And yeah. maybe some psychic phenomenon when she was a kid. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and now, like, she's in this crazy house and this lesbian wants to fuck her and she doesn't really know how to deal with that. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's. I cuckoo. think Theo's bi, by the way. The, Theo's probably bi, but, like, she's at least bi. Like do they that? allude oh, no, to for that? Sure. In the, I mean, do they talk about it in the movie? Oh, when, yeah. Did like, I miss she's that like, You didn't completely? catch that? Did you not catch it? Did you not catch that in the movie? No. What no, happened? Theo wants to fuck Eleanor. Okay, totally. why? And tell Eleanor even the calls for sport on it. Yeah. She Eleanor wants to fuck her for sport. Okay, tell me the it. scene where this happens. And then when I'll they're in, like, the, the arboretum or something. It's like a gardening room. They have a about it. She says, like, I know all about you I know what you are. Oh. I did yeah, she says something like. I thought she was talking about her psychic ability. I don't know. I didn't. No, no, she was many, not talking about. She was talking about eating have, pussy. How many women have you hit? Have hit on you, Leah? Oh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess life. I don't know when I anybody's hitting on me. I don't know when women or think. men are hitting on me. So I, gu- I let's guarantee put that you it's twice as many as you think at this point. <laughs> That's true. But like if I know, yeah, I mean, if I know they're a lesbian, it seems obvious that they're hitting on me. But if they're talking to me, it seems like men. It seems like yeah. they're just talking to me. I don't know when anybody's hitting on me is my point. No one is just talking to you. Yeah. No, everybody's hitting on no me. No one ever. Every <laughs> single no one person just talks to a person. No, well, we don't just that's relate how I to human beings. Go on dates with people and things like that happen. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, yeah, we're just friends, right? Oh no, okay. <laughs> so I would have no, been like, thing. yeah, I would have no idea. And well, I guess that makes sense now that you say it. It just, you know, maybe I wasn't thinking about it at the time, uh, or that was a, the least of my problems. I thought I had told you. That yeah, you guys did talk about it last time, but I didn't. I mean, you talk about so many movies that it's hard to keep track <laughs> of which one you're talking about. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So now but, that okay. you say that, yeah. That so, yeah, rewatch it, and okay. Theo is definitely trying to fuck when she says no, now, when, when now they're like, I can see it. When they're like, oh, we're, I guess we're going to have to stay in the same room, and Theo's yeah. like, we'll be close. Like sisters. Yeah. Like, like come on. <laughs> that was happening there. I know sisters that. don't fuck, though. Come on. Yeah. Is that why Nell was uh, hesitant to stay in the room with her? Because I read that differently of why she. She was a little, and then she got drunk, and Theo made a move, and then it got weird. And right. And, and then Nell she got was, mad. And, and that's all when that Nell stuff. was straight up like, uh, I know but what I you're But I read into. all of yeah. those things as like, uh, she didn't want anybody in the room with her because she wanted it to be hers and a part of the house. So I just straight up missed that shit. I mean, she, I mean, she's pretty aggressively looking for a place 
place to belong the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what Nell. Well, and that's about. why the house takes her. Well, yeah. and they have that yeah. conversation now that you say that about are you married, and she's like no. Yeah. And then but in the moment. book, by the way, it's way more of Eleanor's. Like the house is calling her shit. Really, like there's tons of it. It's like up the difference her. between like The Shining, the book, and The Shining, the movie. Like, yeah, it's kind of interesting when you think about it that way. And in both cases, the movie is better. Uh, in both cases, yeah. <laughs> no, I liked. I love the book. I think the book is great. Um, yeah, but it, it 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 it. I think it delves a little too much into the whole Nell is looking for a place to be shit, and uh, the movie is just like eh, it's a haunted house. <laughs> and I like I yeah. I would prefer the it's a haunted house too. Yeah. This girl's crazy, you know. I, I yeah. D- yeah, but I think they left it open. I mean, especially with the last scene when they're talking about it after she uh, dies in the yeah, car except accident. Th- Theo is with her when the noises happen in the middle of the night. Like, yeah, right. And I don't think and that's I love not that they true. With that. Yeah. And I definitely don't think that's not true. And I think that she had her own thing where she felt that people thought she was crazy because of that oh no for sure yeah but i also think i mean i also think that the house is something that uh attacks people that have that mindset that aren't strong enough to get through it Uh and they reference that several times the the house preys upon the psychologically right yeah oh that and so that's the thing that sorry go ahead no that's the thing that what i don't know I mean, that's what gets me about it, though, is that is and that's why it scares me more than some things is because it's just like the idea of it is like whenever I'm in a building, mm-hmm. I'm conscious of that. Like it's if it's at night and I'm yeah. thinking about it, which is not all the time, but sometimes if I'm in a building and it's at night. I'm like, what if this house was born bad? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh, God, like, what if this is how because to me, it's not just, hey, don't go to that house. Right. It's like. Well, I can already you be in no that house. Like I don't yeah. know. Maybe this house. Maybe the is house one lured you there. Yeah, and I immediately using Doctor John Markway. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. if things freaky things start happening, Jacobi leave from, the from Twin leave the house. You know, when, as soon as the freaky things start. Yeah, but yeah. what if it doesn't let you leave? But it does let them leave. Like they can leave. It, it just hurts. She leave. doesn't want it doesn't to let leave. her no. leave. Exactly. Yeah. What because if I'm she's as psychologically crazy as her? You're not, or you are, and then maybe you die in the house, and that's I your that's your that. own beef, man. But <laughs> yeah, like maybe you first die because you're crazy. First time something weird happens in the house, I fucking leave. That's all. But, yeah. do, you ever, but do you ever do it's that like thing? that Eddie Murphy bit about poltergeist from yeah. uh, from Delirious? Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is that the one where he says uh, a bunch of homophobic slurs in a row? Uh, I mean, he says a lot of homophobic <laughs> slurs and a lot of things. You're gonna have to let that go. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna like comedy from the '70s and early '80s, yeah, you need to, to fucking divorce yourself it. from that. It's. I guess maybe. Yeah. But yeah. But, but the bit's something like, you know, man, this sure is a nice house. Get out. <laughs> Too bad we can't stay. Mm-hmm. No. Exactly. What is it with these white people staying in haunted houses? No, it's purpose? a dumb choice. Yeah. It's a dumb, dumb choice. What if the house is just really nice, though? Yeah, but that one wasn't in... You know that it. house like, was that gaudy one, and horrible. Everybody it warned was... them against it from the start, like the Dudleys. Uh, oh, God, the Dudleys are my favorite people. Yeah, oh, the, oh, when she keeps She's saying, creepy like, when she keeps smiling. I won't smiling. be around in the night. Yeah. You're in alone the dark. in the dark. No and one she will come. Smiles. Yeah, that yeah. smile is she, the no one lives she takes and saying in the night, in the dark, in the over night, and over. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. And then she repeats it to her and she yeah. smiles again. No like, one will oh, no one lives any brilliant. closer than town. No one will come any closer than that. Like it's in the night. In yeah. the night. In the dark. In the dark. <laughs> and then I love that the movie the movie is self aware enough to have her now make fun of that too. Yeah, in yeah, a, scene, yeah. a scene later. 
she makes a joke about it. Yeah. Which makes it way more effective. Yeah. Like, which, she's right? not just it the average, even, like... That makes it even scarier when someone's making fun of it, because as an audience member, you're like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Don't make jokes about the things she said, because she knows what she's talking about, and you don't, right. and it's in the night and in the dark, and yeah. you're going <laughs> to fucking die. Yeah, exactly. But nothing, I mean... I guess what's not scary is like nothing kills her except for her. She kills it. No, yeah. no. The uh, the, the car take, drives itself. Yeah, the car drives itself at the end. Yeah. She even says that explicitly. She's like, yeah, the car, I can't do the car. She's, right? She says something. Yeah, she says know, like, though, what I are you doing? I, what are you I, doing? I, yes, but I feel like that was like, could have been interpreted as her own will. Well, and also <laughs> like, would she have would she have acted the way she was acting if like there weren't all the crazy knockings and the bulging door? No, and, and I all don't. The bulging door is what gets me. Yeah, yeah, the bulging door is. I'm not saying it wasn't the, door, the boner door. I'm saying that the boner door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that yeah, she was the the weakest link, I guess, and the one that was susceptible to. It. So here's what I'm think. Here's what I'm getting from this is mm-hmm. that you, Leah K. Janian. I'm not okay. Go. In at any given time, when you're around people, if the ho- if the house is haunted, you're just comfortable being like, "I'm not the craziest person here. I'm fine." <laughs> no, you know what? If I'm in a house that something weird happens, I peace out. Like, why? That's my thing. Yeah, but what I if you happen out. to be I'm the gone. craziest person there, and the house is like, "Nope." The more interesting well, then thing. Well, then I don't want to leave. Then I'm sitting there like, "Let's stay, you guys." You know, and then I'm that creepy person. If I'm ever like, in a place with you and I say, "Hey, let's go," and you're like, "No, let's stay," no, I feel connected. I'm going to be like, "You're then, crazy." Yeah, exactly. And well, that'll be your tell. You're the nail here, Leah. <laughs> that'll be your tell. You know yeah. what I mean? The but interesting thing for me here is that apparently, like, fright for you is closely correlated to uh, protagonist identification. Um, which I guess is true for a lot of people, but not for everybody. Yeah. But like you were more frightened by, I mean, I don't know if you, you didn't seem like you were frightened by the gate. You just liked it. No, um, not at all. Frightened yeah. By the gate. Because but, like, it, you were you terrified know. by Halloween and all the Halloween series. Because you so identify with Laurie Strode. Well, I think you can just identify with like the modern suburban experience. Right. Huh. Um, maybe not. And Laurie Strode you, you were horrified particular. by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. As not, in, not as much. Not, not as, as much. much but as in, because in your brain you go, oh, I would just avoid that situation. But so if you can think of yourself as avoiding that situation, then it I doesn't can, seem to yeah, scare exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. what scares me is when I feel like I myself could die from that. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I just like to think of myself like I'm not going to die. I'm going to get out of any situation that's scary. So me. like and a I movie like that, a I'm movie scared, like Jaws, where you could just be swimming and then a thing eats yeah, you. Yeah, that's scary. Like, that's scary. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's what scares me. You're right. Yeah, yeah. but just don't go into the water. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I could just not go into the water. Yeah. But yeah. I am very much like I'm very much like, oh, is there a way I could die here? Because if so, I'm not going to try it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. I do that thing where I, I if I'm at, if I'm in alone in a place at night, I will try to Google the place's history. To be oh, like, how many see, that's weird. murders have happened here? And then you're like, oh, this is La Quinta. It was built like four years ago. Yeah, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> no, seriously. Like, not, more times out of whatever, it, like mo- more often than not. It's just like, oh, no, I'm crazy because this place is fine. Yeah. I'm riddled with neuroses. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it turns out there was a (laughs) murder-suicide here in 1923. I gotta go. Well, well, you know, what else it has hints of, and this is like 
the creepiest thing I ever read when I was a kid. I used to love Agatha Christie mm. and I would read all these oh, Agatha it's, it's, Christie yeah. mysteries yeah. and the best one. And I haven't read it since, so I don't know if it holds up or whatever, but it creeped me out so bad. It was called And Then There Were None. Have you yeah. Read? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that kind of has hints of it. The movie did, too. And it was just this idea that uh, the last person alive kills herself in mm. the book. And yeah. it was because of all the stuff that had because broken of everything her that down. happened. Yeah. 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 And it was like, I mean, if you've read it, it's just an elaborate setup and it yeah. just gives you the willies. But I mean, the whole book is just these people not trusting each other, not knowing why. Which is also kind of why you didn't at, at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You like you sympathize with that girl. Yeah. You said that was the character you sympathize with most, which is why you still found it scary. Not mm-hmm. as scary, but ultimately you were kind of like with the ending, you were sort of like, yeah, she didn't get out of that. Okay. Yeah, no. There, out well, of, of course not. Like that, if that shit happens to you. She's not going to be able to like go to the store yeah. and talk to people. And maybe, no. you know, <laughs> like, maybe you can't. I don't know. Maybe if that, if something like that happens to you, maybe you go around life like, who the fuck gives a shit about any of this <laughs> shit? You know, yeah. like I could literally do That is your now. best case scenario yeah. at the end of Texas Chainsaw. If you just become a self-actualized hedonist. Yeah. Like that's the best you're coming I out of that. I am all for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's great. Just like, being like, you don't understand. Take me down. There's chainsaw rednecks. We should all fuck. why are we not all fucking right now why are we not there's chainsaw rednecks right now who will eat your face we should all just have orgasms because that is all there is streets not on fire with us coming why is that not let's just make that the world think about the most horrible people horrible things that actual people have seen right (laughs) like war and uh concentration camps oh yeah people have actually seen that they've survived and what has gotten them through that and i'm not saying that they can't unsee ever i mean i'm not saying but the idea is that you can well you can press on at that point of how bad it is there's a point i feel like there's a point where you're like i've seen the worst thing and if there's two different Mm -hmm. types of people that can just not get past it or that can take that and be like well i've seen the worst thing yeah i mean ultimately that's the difference between a person who at their lowest moment at you know 4 30 in the morning on a fucking monday that it who like (laughs) you know no i mean who like gets in the bathtub with a razor blade and says well one or the other you know i mean it's and I guess I've always felt that We're personally, I would, well, first of all, I would not be in any of those situations because I'm a big <laughs> pussy. I'm not going to, I'm, there's no way I'm walking in a creepy house ever. That's not <laughs> happening. I'll watch other people do it and be like, I wish you wouldn't. But so your bottom line is that you, you didn't enjoy the movie as much as you could have because you felt Nell to be kind of um, weak. I did, but not, I, but I also liked it for that reason. I liked that it was I like that it was a psychological thing with her, and I like that they didn't show the ghosts. You know? <sighs> that's the best thing thing about the whole movie. Yeah, that's great. I love cat that. peoples you. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do like that about it. I just mean like it doesn't scare me as much. I don't mean I don't like it. I think the movie's good. I just I'm not as scared by it because of that. Was there yeah, yeah. was 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 there a character that you identified with, or would, did you just kind of look at them all like Hanson and Jenner? <laughs> Um, I guess was that I, a weird thing to say? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I mean, I think it I was, was like... kind of a serial killer. I think, one, <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things that was weird about the whole movie was that all the characters seemed so off. 
a little bit. Like there was something uh, about each yeah, of them yeah. that was just well, like, like well, they were all a little bit. From? Well, I mean, I mean, like where, like okay, so you're you're all you're you're both. Uh, involved in the LA comedy scene like you're aware of the way that <laughs> don't like, out me bro I'm sorry man <laughs> but like you're aware of the way that like a scene or uh, a, a, a way of belonging can recruit sort mm-hmm. of a series of broken people yeah uh-huh. like I you know I you know as somebody who writes and makes weird little movies and stuff like I'm I, I'm familiar with the fact that like everybody kind of belongs here because they don't belong anywhere right you know, no, and so that definitely. resonated with me. Like, here are all these broken people kind of coming to this one place so yeah. that they can all kind of fix yeah. themselves together. That's kind of cool. Well, you know, I'd say then the one not I that all comics are with, broken, but they are. But they are. <laughs> I'd say the one that then if you put it that way, the one I identify with is the wife, except for she comes to the house. You know what I she mean? She comes to the house too late and then immediately goes insane. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that actually, uh, that's one of the few things about the movie that really bothers me and rings false is that at the end, after Nell runs into the tree and uh, they've found the wife and she goes to Dr. Markway and says like, oh, I'm sorry, I startled her there. Uh, you know, because remember earlier in the movie, after yeah, yeah. Uh, she yeah, climbs she, the staircase and opens the thing. And then, like, crazy zombie wife is there. She's like, I didn't mean to startle her. I was like, why didn't she just fucking say a thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, excuse me, you guys. I'm stuck in the attic. She just goes back in. Which brings up a reading that I – it's not in the the book, but in the film. Yeah. uh, I've heard this. People say that, like, she is the antagonist. The wife is? Yeah. The idea that she – planted the idea of going to this house in Markway's head, which I don't... I mean, you don't see that in the film, so it's kind of like... Well, Markway's got a really weird relationship with his wife just in the text. Well, already. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, as soon as, like... As soon as she goes missing, he goes looking for Nell. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Their relationship... That was a big problem I had, Their relationship is maybe 10 years away from being the Vincent Price and his wife's relationship in House of Haunted Hill, where they're just trying to murder each other. Like, well, and then they have, you know, that intimate moment up there, and I think she almost him and, sees Him there. and Nell? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and she, I mean, you get this idea that maybe she, I mean, I've heard, again, I've heard this theory posited that then she intentionally does all this stuff, which I think is kind of bullshit because it doesn't explain any of the supernatural right. stuff if she was already there. I think, I mean, when I, when she first arrived, I thought that Nell was going to sabotage her. Hmm. Oh yeah! Oh, wow. that's see. This is why I like this whole thing is because yeah. I get to hear these things from you because yeah. you've never seen this before. Yeah, exactly. It's a fresh. So that's what I, I mean because she says uh, you can stay in the nursery, and they're like, "No, you know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know. That line was just you should stay in the nursery. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. N- Nell's Nell's crazier in a shit house rat yeah it's true yeah she's <laughs> not i like the i like the dudley uh my favorite is the dudley who uh the the groundskeeper not the not uh mrs dudley oh Mr. yeah dudley. yeah yeah at the beginning the one who's just like crotchety about opening mm-hmm. the gate yeah he's <laughs> yeah, my good. favorite no he's cool i really like actually but yeah all the people are off yeah, yeah. What, what 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 i really enjoyed watching it again was you know dr jacoby from twin peaks shows up <laughs> um and he's yeah the, the 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 college kid who's like stands to inherit the luke? house yeah, yeah luke, luke yeah luke is dr jacoby from twin peaks oh, shit. Um, i didn't know that yep same dude and uh i just got burned on a reference guys uh-huh. 
Shazam! Shot. <laughs> um, <laughs> shot. You win for the day, yeah. John. Um, and but but yeah, the way he shows up and he's like, oh, I'm gonna like turn this room into this, and like I'm gonna sell this for this, and then at the very end, after Nell dies, he's like, they should burn this house to the ground. Yeah. He's honestly, like, he's probably and I'm like, yes, you know, yeah. He's probably the most normal. I you mean, have the power yeah, and, to end and that this. was what I was gonna say. If it weren't the for most the wife, the, I would relate it to him most yeah. because yeah. even if I was scared and I, if I had to be at the house, which his situation is, he's not there for whatever thing they uh, are. Yeah. He's there to watch them in the house. Yeah, right? and he's making jokes. Yeah, all and he's the making jokes because yeah. he's like, you know, maybe a little scared, and that's how he deals with it or whatever. That's but, interesting. Yeah. So I could see I related to him because he's like. What are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What? Wait, what? Psychics? And then, Come on, and then stop he it. sees it, and then he gets scared, and then he's like, "Fuck this!" You know, <laughs> <laughs> they should burn this. Yeah, house exactly. The and then he's like, "Well, fuck this." Yeah, yeah. So that's what I would be like. What would you grade it overall? Overall, well, I mean, okay. <laughs> it's hard to. This is the first time, by the way, that you have not just been like been, right yeah, out of the gate. Well, because, a, well, one, John gets so upset <laughs> when I grade something, that thing oh, he doesn't like. John has like, started to like poison grade, the okay, well a little okay, bit. Okay, so, so my disclaimer, grade it what you want. Yeah. But if you grade it wrong, I'll cut you. Yeah, I know. Okay, I John, know, and I feel, so I feel myself bra- breaking your heart. And I felt that a B was a good grade. I definitely gave Texas Chainsaw a B or a B plus, and I felt that was a good grade, and you were still upset with me. So don't listen to John. But I think, like I said, what I like about it is it brought up the things uh, that did scare me, like, uh, and then there were none, and also the narrator of the turn of the screw. Yeah, you the know, idea of the like the idea that narrator, yeah. the the idea that a crazy person can project that onto. You know, or something like that. And I, I picked that up more. And I'm not saying the house wasn't haunted, but I'm just saying that. No, it's Toad's haunted. Yeah. No, <laughs> I agree that the <laughs> house was haunted. Whoever walked there walked alone right. in yeah. the night in the dark. Yeah. No, I get that. No one that. lives any closer than okay. town. No one will come any closer than that in the night in the dark. Whatever walked there walked alone. So considering <laughs> how well I thought it was uh, executed, as in not showing the ghost, how mm-hmm. subtle it was, how much I liked the way they showed the psychology of it and all yeah. that stuff, and how much, uh, I, you know, the only thing I'd say is it kind of like was dialogue heavy for a, a weird. <sighs> I know you guys are going to get pissed at me for that. I mean, I, I knew it. as I, I was saying it that saying. it was like, but it was so it. long. Well, it was almost two it. hours long for that. You're two hours long. Which it, it's subtle. <laughs> And it's just like this; these conversations are, you, you know, they're having and everything. But like, there's, there's, there's subtle where they're not talking a lot, and then there's subtle where they're talking a lot. And I just felt like a lot of the things that they were saying made it weirder for me. As in, like, why? <laughs> I still, I still am not a hundred percent on ex- exactly why they were all there. I'm still because not Dr. John Markway was doing a, an, a experiment study, on, an experiment on whether on or not there was supernatural stuff. And so he brought a bunch of psychic. Well, he brought one psychic, and, and then how now did he get their names? And oh he my got god! If you if you're having a problem with this, don't ever watch Legend of Hell House. That's okay. my recommendation to you. 
But how did also he get the, don't watch but, the remake? And maybe of this. that's maybe that's me well, because that's just of a rule for everybody. yeah, that's a but good that's rule. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe that's me because of the book, and then there were none. They, all the people that are in that house are there very purposefully because somebody mm-hmm. brought them there. Yeah. No, I'll give week. you that. This movie could have been a little bit more rigorous right. with like how Dr. Markway contacted Theo and how Dr. Markway contacted yeah, Nell. But Nell in particular, like how did he find this this, this exactly. broken little girl? How did he find Nell? That was no. my question. Was how he found Nell? That's, I get that's why actually a good question. I'll, I'll grant you that one. So there were things that came out that i was like what how do you people even relate to each other well no they went over maybe maybe i'm having trouble divorcing the book from the movie but he went he extensively researched all this supernatural phenomena that happened all over the country yeah and she had the poltergeist yeah she had the thing with the rocks the, the rocks rain, the rock, yeah exactly so he that's how he contacted okay. her but but it doesn't. It doesn't like really explicitly she, make that connection in the film. It just says like, "Oh, you had poltergeist." Okay, yeah. He brings it. Right. He says it. He I does. Think he brings say it. Up. No, that's I fair. Guess, that's fair. I guess even the very first start of, and maybe this is just an old movie thing or something, but the very start of Theo and uh, Nell's relationship seemed off to me as in like we're really? gonna be sisters. Like why? It's a little. It's a little. Why too are you fast. so? No, familiar? they were they were talking about going down on each other. Yeah, is what that was. Okay. Yeah. Is that what sisters do? I, I don't know. That's they gross. were just so familiar with each other. Yeah. So, and I understand why Nell would be like that because she's like, I finally found people yeah. that are well, like me. Theo, yeah. I think everybody Theo's else. like that because she t- – to me, Nell's reason for being there is all about she doesn't have a place in this right. world yeah. and she wants that yeah. place. Theo's reason for being there is all about – was that knocking that I just heard? Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah. It's an apartment complex. There's people upstairs. Okay. Uh <laughs> Theo's reason for being there is that, like, clearly she's an adventurer. She's a tourist. Yeah. She just wants to go out and ex- and experience things and have new experiences. Right. Yeah. And that I think that, it, that, at least interpersonally, she sees in Nell, she sees this person who's subordinate, who is somehow uh, Im- easily impressed upon. Yeah, she, okay. And she likes the thrill of exercising her influence over somebody mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Which is, to me, what their fight is about in, uh, eventually. But I thought they were more interesting than Nell and uh, Dr. Markway because all of their oh, yeah. conversations I felt I didn't even need to really hear. Because no. the one line that says it all is when they're in the r- Theo and uh, Nell are in the room and she says, I don't think you killed your mother. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's, that's the cool. line. That's the yeah. one. Ooh, chills. I got chills. And they're chills all clutching each other <laughs> while the thing knocks <laughs> right. and stuff. You yeah. got yeah. chills. I yeah. like that. So I'll, I'll What's say. your grade? Okay, I'll say A minus. Oh, shit. A minus. Hot damn. A minus. How you feeling, John? You kinda doing okay? Kind of got beef that it's higher than Texas Chainsaw, but it's fine. Like my my attachment to Texas Chainsaw might be like a personal thing. Yeah. No, totally you know cool. what? I, I honestly I, like I think that on any other circumstance, had I just seen that movie, I would be scared out of my mind of it. But seriously, how? But ba- I can't explain to you guys how bad I'm afraid of Michael Myers after <laughs> Halloween one. I think I think it actually honestly, helped that I watched. I'm Halloween gonna call two. it a victory just that we showed you a thing that scares you this bad. Oh my like, god! That that's a win, right I there. I think, yeah, I like, think yeah, Halloween Two made it better for me. I'm I less thought, scared of it. I now, thought you which, gave Halloween you. an A minus. No, you gave it an A. You gave it an A. Yeah, a I gave it an A. Solid a. A. Straight up a. Yeah. a plus. I'm not going to give anything an A plus. I always feel that uh, that's too much. Okay. Except for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is my favorite movie. Really? Of all time. That's yeah. the, okay. I, yeah, that's I'm a whole other conversation. Oh, we no, can do I'm that later. That's fine. See, now you're hurting me. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it? 
<laughs> I'm going to give that to you. Thank you. Because I consider that movie to be an A+. Plus. Yeah, I, I'll I'll call it my personal grade is like an A minus B plus, um, just because of the the ponderous dialogue. You've never stuff. felt anything. Yes. Everything. But I I mean I think that's just a personal thing I have to that movie. Yeah, so. no, I have a very personal relationship with that movie. It's I very very too. good. Yeah. yeah, I uh, f- I feel like you give it an A minus though, just to appease John. I so partially, like, yeah. I think I feel that like, you're right. I feel like you were gonna say B B plus, and yeah. but then you, you didn't like, want to get yeah. stabbed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But get, like reanimator, get out of my fucking face with that, you guys. <laughs> Seriously, get out of my face. Seriously, uh, fuck you in the <laughs> neck. In the neck. It's just not my thing, and that's never gonna be my thing. Uh, reanimator's great. You're the worst, it's Leah. It's too silly for me to. You're even the worst. Find anything? I don't know. I know. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Well, that was a fun conversation. <laughs> guys, uh, stick around with us in a minute. We're going to be back with Rivers Langley. We're going to be talking about goddamn Mother Frankenstein and Frankenstein. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Sitting in my front room, I heard a loud crash. I run to the window to see what was that. Out in the top of my old apple tree. That was one of purple people either looking at me. I jumped in my plane and I took to the cloud. I had to go see what the mess was all about. Oh, this mess my mother did not understand. All these funny looking people from another land. Get a little more in it. <laughs> All right. Get Here's a little a question further I have in it. for you, Rivers. Here's Hit me, a question Andy. I have. Hit me, Andy. Self. Do you ever, as a man with a mustache, yes, sir, who does comedy in the L.A. open mic scene, yes, sir. Do you ever get mad when somebody introduces you by your mustache, especially? Hold on, especially when it's in reference to another person who's at the mic with a mustache. That's this very feels specific. very specific. <laughs> like if somebody brings you up, if somebody were to, if, like, if a host. Did somebody do this to you? Let's say, about one me? Time. Let's say Jay know, right? Weingarten. <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> let's say Ryan Talmo. <laughs> hypothetically. Let's say Ron Swallow. Hypothetically. John Silver. Ryan Pfeiffer. Hypothetically. Got some Matt Champagne Paco in there. Paco McCauley. Matt Champagne. Hypothetically. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Uh, comes up to the stage and says, guys, this next comic has the second best mustache in the L.A. comedy scene. Who has scene. the first best? Please welcome to the stage. Right? And then you have to look around and see, is there another guy with a mustache in here? Oh, nobody's ever answered that? Yeah. I usually get Maybe first best, just but every now and then I get second best. to give best. you first. Every now and then someone will introduce me like, with the best. They're like, there's probably someone better. Yeah. <laughs> also, you don't even realize you're just telling him you have a better mustache. I do have a yeah. better mustache, though. Eh, Can we be honest That's here? what you're doing. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> 
No, no, no. I mean, I just mean in general. If somebody, like, not even me, not even me. Okay, let's say you're at a mic and Dan Gill is at the mic. Okay. And someone brings you up and says the second best mustache in the L.A. comedy scene. Yeah. Does that chap your hide at all? No. No? You don't really care? No. You're unflappable. I am unflappable. That's good. We'll find a way to flap you. I wish... I wish to God. I'll find your flapping point. I sorry. wish to God I had a show at Flappers I could promote, like in that <laughs> moment. Speaking when of you, if it would be so great if you were like you're unflappable. I'm like yes, very unflappable. And I'll be extra unflappable at, at Flappers. The Flappers room Comedy next week. Club. I'm gonna Clube. start a show. I'm gonna go to <laughs> poop. I said club, but you said poop. Club. Club. Yeah. That's it's how I pronounce club, you guys. Kyle Club. Is that is not my correct? Defensive end for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> That sounds like a defensive end I for the Green Bay Packers. I think we should get just a bottle of vodka in here and shoot it. Right? Yeah. Why don't we drink it more of these? That's my question. I don't know. Anyway. I'm drinking. Uh, John is. John is John agreeing. is sober? No, he's agreeing with you. John's, John's got vodka. John's like, it's Sunday. We cut out the <laughs> part. These fools we here. cut out. I'm going to put him on blast right now, but we cut out the part of the last podcast where uh, we talked about um, Bill Cop having vodka. We cut it out. Oh, really? But I'm going to put it on blast right now. Guys, Bill Cop, Eek the Cat, when he was in this podcast, some vodka. he had vodka in that glass. That was not club water. soda or water. Yeah. It was vodka. Yeah. Some, uh, you know. And I thank him because it gave me a good idea to drink today. <laughs> <laughs> I think you came in with that idea. Oh, yeah. Let's not get into that. Some surreptitious <laughs> vodka. That's the way to do a podcast. Surreptitious. Mm-hmm. You're wearing a Jurassic Park. Sh- yeah. Right, wait, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Uh-huh. It's a first Guys, specific reason. Welcome back. Welcome back to uh, people we know. Monsters. Let's be real. Monsters we know. Yeah. Because it's October, and that's yeah. how we do in October. We, we're not people anymore. We're monsters. Monsters. I'm a monster. You're a monster. She's a monster. Wouldn't I'm going like to need to see your fucking hands too? at the concert. Everybody <laughs> knows I'm a motherfucking monster. You understand what I'm saying? Put the pussy in a sarcophagus. I get it. Oh, I'm the best you. line ever. <laughs> Isn't that the best, <laughs> yes. the best line? Never have not laughed history. at that. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I like it just because it's a reference mm, to mummies. And nobody ever talks about mummies. I like it because you know he just learned that word. Speaking yeah, of mummies. Yeah, he does not know what that word means. <laughs> I love his mispronunciations of words. Speaking of mummies, and this is tied right in. and You might have already hit on this. You know that the, the good folks at General Mills rolled out... Yeah, fruit yummy brute mummy and, fruit and brute. yummy mummy, yeah. dude. Yep. I s- I w- you got to go to Target, though, if you want the original packaging. You have to go to Target. I was at Target. I got the yummy mummy. Oh, lordy, lordy, <laughs> yummy mummy. That's all I got to <laughs> say. Lordy, lordy, look who's 40. The right. River's got the yummy mummy. I got the yummy mummy. I, I'm, I'm coming for you, Fruit Brute. You're next. <laughs> no, You're yummy next, mummy, motherfucker. Yummy mummy is uh, orange cream flavored. Yes, correct. Fruit Brute is cherry flavored. Is it just cherry? It's just cherry. Oh, okay. This bothers me. What? The, wait. Is, so wait. Franken <laughs> Frankenberry is strawberry. Strawberry and uh, blueberry it's is blueberry. Blue, Got that? Uh, blue raspberry. No. <laughs> blue raspberry. <laughs> no. It's it's blueberry. Uh, but Count Chocula is chocolate. So like he, Dracula is always the leader. Of monsters. Well, he's got. He's the one with the. You know, he's got his shit together. I feel always. Like, of all. He's of always them. the leader. I want. I want to make a, a universal uh, monster movie mashup where Dracula is like the sidekick, where the mummy is the leader. Or <laughs> he can't do it though, because Dra- Dracula vampires, has his shit together. Vampires That's what I'm saying, are the right? well, vampires are yeah. the most cognitively. That's what I mean. Monsters. Like he, he, Count Dracula can exist. 
you know, in the human realm. I yeah. feel like he can talk to people. And that's yeah. his whole thing. He has to talk to like people you in get order a, to bring them in and you suck get their a, blood. You get charming. a band going. Yeah, he's charming. You get a band going, Dracula's your front man. Yeah, no, yeah, no question. You got Invisible Man on the Yakety Sax. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, a, a reference to Midnight Monsters Hot, <laughs> one of my favorite songs. Um, yeah. Well, in, you know, in Lost Boys, uh, Corey Feldman's character uh, yeah. did, did idolize Jim Morrison. You know, they uh, go they go to the cave, and there's the poster of uh, Jim Morrison in there in Lost Boys. <laughs> okay, but Corey Feldman was one of the Frog Brothers. He was the, one of the vampire killers. Was it the? You're talking about Keith or Sutherland? Oh Keith fuck me! Sutherland. I am Keith. Keith. Yep. Never mind. Character. Take that back. Been Don't even try to one up Andy on Lost Boys. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Monsters We Know podcast. Uh, He's embarrassed more than one person. Uh, Lord. I have, I have, I have shamed folks in yeah. your chair. I don't mean to say it that way. It's <laughs> terrible. Guys, Rivers Langley is our guest today. Rivers Langley, stand-up comic, co-producer of the End of the World show, um, and Damn. you get a podcast yourself. Uh huh. It's on West Coast Network. It's called The Goods from the Woods, and we got uh, it's me and Mr. Goodnight. Mr. Goodnight. Uh, and uh, Pat Riley, not the basketball guy. <laughs> guy. <laughs> I don't know anything, but yeah, the uh, he's uh, the host of the Cafe Unurban, Mike, and also a sociology uh, professor. So I thought we were really? going to say major, and I was going to be like, not impressed. I know. I was no, like, no, don't no. even... <laughs> Really? Yeah, We're telling our majors now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he uh yeah, so it's it's an interesting uh it's an interesting What's cool? Oh, interesting I love bunch. Mr. Goodnight. I would love to get him on this podcast at some point. Um, oh, oh, he could go for Well, he, he would probably do like a Three's Company character or something though. I wouldn't know yeah. what to do with that. Well, he could he could talk about the meme. That's that's the main reason I got I settled on Yummy Mummy is because I heard Mr. Goodnight in my head going meme. Because that's how he says it. Mr. Goodnight's a mummy guy. Oh, he talks. Yeah, he talks about the mummy all the time. <laughs> yeah. I think I've got an end now. Nonstop. Yeah. Done and done. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm going to grab his bandage by the end and just yank. Just pull it. Yeah. You know, if you want to. Uh, guys, so Rivers Langley. I was trying to figure out a way to Alabama make a. Alabama Slamma. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to make like a Weezer sweater reference. You know, you grab his gauze I, as yeah. he walks away. I was working. Ancient yeah, but I couldn't think of you know. Oh, 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 oh. It, grab yeah. this Read gauze as I walk. When you break into my tomb, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be cursed by the pharaohs, there you go. Um, hold my gauze as I walk, <laughs> as I walk away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as I shuffle off. I made a fucking <laughs> Howard Carter reference and nobody got it, and I was fucking upset. Howard Carter? I don't know what that means. He's the man who discovered Tutankhamun's tomb in 1922. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't. Along with Lord Carnarvon. See, this is. Okay, this is Carnarvon, why. Really, Carnarvon. Yeah, like, great name. Carnarvon. You're just Carnarvon upwards. died mysteriously. Actually, Carnarvon's death kind of kicked off the mummy's curse. Uh, <laughs> the, whole, the whole legend of the mummy's curse. Actually, every. I mean, more or less every major figure involved with the unearthing of. of Tutankhamun's tomb died except for Howard Carter. Like, weirdly, like, the guy who unearthed the tomb didn't <laughs> die, but everyone else just died weir weirdly. Like, fell off of cliffs, like, got bit by rare bugs, you know, got diseases that shouldn't exist anymore, like, all kinds of crazy wow. shit happened to the whole Tutankhamun expedition except for Howard Carter. This is why this is going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, this is why. Full of because useless shit. you talk about, when you talk about the mummy, you're like, actually, Tutankhamun's tomb, and I'm like, but uh, <laughs> Curse of the Mummy start, you know, like, 
and I'm just singing. I saw it at the Egyptian theater once and had a mummy meal with a small buttered popcorn. Like that sounds good. Uh, the mummy meal is great. Um, and see, Leah see just is gonna sing pop hooks. Yeah. Back there. Well, that's all I got over here. If you eat but the <laughs> but this is the thing is with Frankenstein, you're the book. You are right. a book guy. Yeah. And I am the movie guy. Yeah. That's that's why I think this is gonna be when great as a as a dichotomy. When you told me when I asked you what character you wanted to do and you were like Frankenstein, I was just like, Ugh, I love those movies. And you were like, I mean, I don't no, I don't mean the book. Yeah, I've only watched one <laughs> of the movies. He was like, yeah. you I have can't never read. seen. I've only seen Bride. <laughs> Which she, I, you haven't even seen the original? <laughs> nope, just Brad. Jesus and Christ. And only because I was made to in class. So this is going to be a real interesting conversation because <laughs> I went to finish the book, uh, uh, to reread the book. Didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I was going to watch some movies. It didn't, didn't happen. happen. <laughs> nope. I didn't either. <laughs> I don't even have an excuse. Leah, guys, Leah Kajanian, co-host extraordinaire. What up? Yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Thank right? you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should have clapped for everybody. No. I feel like that no, was a no, special only, no. clap. We don't, we don't get clapped. There's only one ray of sunshine in this room. Oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> come now. Come now. <laughs> do you come think, now. Do you think that if Frankenstein's monster were a stand-up comic in L.A., he would get mad every time a host introduced him as, coming to the stage next, um, uh, that we got a monster comic, everybody, a monster. A monster of comedy. A female. Yeah, yeah exactly. They as always opposed say, like, to like a female, female co- a lady comic. <laughs> We got some mm. feminine em- energy coming in. We got some vagina got some on the pheromone. stage. Mm. We have somebody that you can say, you could not listen to, and later say, hey, I liked your jokes. You need work, though. And then maybe you can. Mm. No. <laughs> nope. Everybody coming to the stage now. He's eight feet tall. He's an abomination in the face of God. <laughs> Everybody give it up for the funniest monster of comedy, Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Frank. They would mispronounce his name, too. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Frank. Franken, Franken, Frankenstein, Franken, Steenerstein, Steenerstein. <laughs> Is it Steenerstein? Where do you, where do you, where, where do you fall? No, it's Stein. Stein, yeah, right? Gotta be. Yeah, like a beer Stein. Yeah. It's all Frankenstein. And also, if it, it has to be Stein, or else the the joke in Young Frankenstein is ruined. Yeah, where you fu- actually there's the other just like the that's, other joke. That's uh, actually, it's pronounced Igor. No, it's not bitch. <laughs> yeah. Originally, it was the Y. That's yeah, Igor. Igor. I, that, I I should say yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen Bride and I've seen Young Frankenstein, and I feel like that's that covers it. Those are young the two best. The, yeah, young young Frankenstein. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay, um, okay. Is it Blackenstein? Is it all Blackenstein? Is that the one I was supposed to watch? Right. <laughs> Definitely watch Blackenstein. <laughs> Definitely. Please watch tell me that's about Black Frankenstein. It's Black it's Exploitation Frankenstein. Okay, Frankenstein. Yeah. Excellent. It, do, do you remember they made a movie called Blackula? Blackula. Yeah, famously. Yeah, I remember that and one. That or did so that well <laughs> that they made Blackenstein. Blackenstein. <laughs> um, by the way, guys, spoiler alert: Blackula, the superior movie. Uh, Blackenstein. Yeah. They clearly did not just. They just mm. didn't put the effort in. It was a. It was an electric boogaloo situation. Again, proving why Dracula is the leader of the monsters. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. You know. You can't send a van, uh, you know. Uh, you can't do it. You can't, you can't send, send a, fr- a Frankenstein, Frankenstein to monster do to do a Dracula's job. job. That's, that's <laughs> just that's a rule of life. That's one of the first things they tell you in school. I wish they had told me that in school, <laughs> because I have, you have I can't even tell more. you if I had a dollar for every time I sent a Frankenstein to do a Dracula's job, <laughs> I could buy a box of Yummy Mummy. Uh, <laughs> so two and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Two and a half times. 
Guys, uh, yummy mummy two fifty at Target. At Target, that's, <laughs> that's a good price for cereal. I know. Isn't that's it? why I said cereal is like psychotically expensive. Have you guys noticed that? It's Would you say it's monstrously expensive? Monstrously, <laughs> yeah. Are these prices <laughs> terrifying? <laughs> have, have you guys been to Sassafras that bar? I was um, supposed to go the other night for Monica okay, Scott's birthday, and I so couldn't make it. She, uh, we were like all in like the upstairs part of it, and it's uh, she reserved like a table. Yeah, she right? refer- no, it wasn't. It was a whole section of the restaurant. Oh, it was shit. like above the main place, and it's like this barn. The best way to describe it, the way I, I said to uh, to my friend Chuck Kovalik, was it's a TGI, it's a Victorian TGI Fridays. That's the motif. <laughs> like it's got a bunch of shit nailed to the wall, but it's like you know pictures of King George the Third and shit. <laughs> and the whole night, like. Like, I, I don't drink a whole lot, so I just have a lot of fun just fucking with people, like, in that kind of situation. So I just kind of wandered around and was just, like, creeping up behind people and just going, welcome to the sex barn. <laughs> Will not... you be staying for a night or for an eternity? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're going to have a comedy show in the sex barn, hopefully. Uh <laughs> That was the other first it's thought the name I had. Of it was it like, is you should call barn. the co- yeah exactly. Sex, barn. Called sex barn. barn is a great name sex for a comedy. Because that's the thing is it takes like people. It, it's 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 so hard to come up with a good show name for a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sex barn. You just kind of you st- <laughs> the masterest ones you just stumble upon. Right. Sex you just barn put is as little effort in as possible, and yeah. it's normally better. Yeah. Uh, sex barn is thrust upon you. So you <laughs> use the word Victorian <laughs> by the muse. <laughs> Yeah, I did use the word you Victorian. You used the word Victorian sometime in the last two minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to pretend to know what it was in reference to. Uh, the, I've heard the book described, Frankenstein by Mary Sh- Frankenstein, colon, a modern Prometheus. Uh, yeah, actually, Frankenstein, subtitle. Subtitle. It's a, okay. Le- the le- modern okay, Prometheus. English major. I'm just saying, you know. And no, it's not Victorian. It's romantic. It's not. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I got into this argument with somebody the other day. Yeah. And I said, it's not Victorian. No, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, no. Uh, Dracula is a Victorian uh, of the of the early horror novels. Dracula is the one that's, that's very much in line with all the Victorian themes. Mm-hmm. Whereas Frankenstein is – Mary Shelley's literally married to one of the big six. Of all the romantic poets, there's William Blake, who's like proto yeah. almost – uh, in the way that if you've ever seen uh, the documentary a band called Death, like yeah, the uh, way I haven't seen it, I it's love really the, good. I love that band. But I like, love that band, but I've never seen in the it. way that like Death predated punk by a few yeah. years and wasn't well, wasn't that's arguable. Right, well, you know they were a proto punk band. Yeah. Whatever the Sonics. Yeah, pick they were your, pick your proto punk. They bands. followed MC5. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, but in that way, William Blake sort of you know pre existed the genre that he later became. Is this entire podcast just going to be... No, hold on, hold on. I'm, like getting, I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> well, no, no. There's William Blake, who's the poet. So. And then after that, there's William Wordsworth, Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Uh, yes, Lord, Coleridge. L- Coleridge. Nobody ever talks about Coleridge. Lord Byron, uh, Percy Bysshe Shelley, and John Keats. Those are the big six yeah. of the Romantic poets. And, and Shelley... And Percy Mar- Shelley was... Mary the, Shelley is married to Percy Shelley. Yes. So And they hang out, hung out in Geneva. Right. With, they were actually... Uh, uh, Lord Byron. Yeah. Well, the... the uh, the incident that like caused the birth of Frankenstein actually, and this was something I had forgotten about. I, I was supposed to be in a play about this, by uh, the way. Oh, about yeah, the about so, the about the about the summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So first of all, Shelley Percy Shelley is married, and he runs off with Mary. Like they're not married at all. No. Nope. Uh, and <laughs> when when they get to uh, when they get to Lake Geneva, it's cold and dark and rainy and stormy. So they all. By sit the way, have you ever heard around. the Russian Circles album Geneva? No, I don't know what the band is. It's great post-rock uh, metal oh. gaze. Mm. Oh, it's wonderful. Ugh. Sorry. 
post rock. I just, just I just wanted to throw in another reference there. Um. Keep keep doing it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll just be sitting over here not giving a fuck. Anyway, <laughs> can uh, we get more? <laughs> can we get more alcohol? In can we get yet? more margaritas? More margaritas. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's the summer of 1816, and uh, so it's, it's the summer of monsters. It's actually uh, referred to as uh, the year without a summer, because a summer of monsters was the name of the play I was going to be. In. Oh, was it? Yeah. C- well, and it's because, uh, and I I had to look all this up. It, uh, John Polidori <laughs> is is the was the guy's name. Uh, yeah. Who yeah. Doctor Doctor Polidori. Right. Who ended up writing uh, this short story called The Vampire, which that was the character I was going to play. Was the vampire? Doctor. Oh, Doctor Polidori. Doctor Polidori. Yeah. Yeah. So. In this one little ghost storytelling session they had one night, both like the romantic vampire mm. and yeah. Frankenstein yeah. were like born in the same yeah. place, uh, which is yeah, crazy. The vampire, that, that's that, amazing. Yeah, it was the same. It was just a bunch yeah, of because he had a contest. How cool is that? Yeah, basically they were all sitting around. It's it's uh, it's Mary Shelley. It's her stepsister who was Byron's girlfriend at the time, Claire Claremont. Uh, it was Byron. It was uh, Byron's girlfriend. Yeah, right. It was Percy Shelley. Well, one of <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Byron was like he's the bonobo of poets. Like it didn't matter, man, woman, beast. Byron was all about it. Uh, but it was his, you know, it was it was his paramour. And uh, so, My favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> you have them tattooed on you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, is that true? I have Haley's face. Oh, Haley, wow. uh, whatever her name is. Uh, God damn it! I'm so sorry. <laughs> John just gave the heaviest sigh of sighs. I'm gonna. I'll stop. I swear I'll stop. I'll be nice. <laughs> so anyway, they're all sitting around in there. Basically, it's it's dark and <laughs> shitty outside, and so they hang out and they're trying to come up with like the best ghost story. And I wrote down Mary Mary Shelley's quote about it because it was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, they they asked her like uh, you know how did how did you come up with this? And basically, they were all talking about the subject of galvanism, which is you know now is called like mm-hmm. it, it's you know where you that hook word up was used in frankenstein it's used in the later edition in the first edition it's never mentioned how he exactly brings the monster to life which is why it's kind of weird because basically they know but even before that there's a there's a chapter where they talk about galvanism where he said he just uses the word um it doesn't matter i can't anyway uh yes they're all talking about this and the whole thing is like there's like people like erasmus darwin like charles darwin's grandfather and there's a bunch of people running around shocking dead frogs and they're like (laughs) limbs move and shit and they're like oh this might be a way to bring people back and ultimately you know with with something was when he it was in the book when he sees the storm yeah that's right okay yeah yeah. so but and ultimately you know with something like uh uh, oh fuck what's the thing with the paddles that shocks you back to life defibrillator yeah ultimately they're kind of right a little bit (laughs) you know it's sort of does maybe kind of bring things back to life if you know under the exactly the correct (laughs) circumstances but anyway at the time they were all just you know this is the age of enlightenment they're all just like whoa this is cool it jiggles when you shock it with the thing (laughs) (laughs) and so that's where the discussion starts and mary shelley's quote is uh i saw the pale student of the unhallowed arts which is a fucking gnarly way of saying of saying that just hallowed the unhallowed arts yeah dude just like that up later uh I saw the pale student of the unhallowed arts kneeling beside the thing he had put together. I saw the hideous phantasm of a man stretched out and then on the working of some powerful engine showed signs of life and stirred uh, with an uneasy half-vital motion. Supremely frightful would be the effect of any human endeavor to mock the stupendous mechanism of the creator of the world. That's the most, like, that could be Dio lyrics. That could be fucking... That's that's on Richie Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. That is some metal shit. so right metal. There. That's and a quote about the night. That's Mary Shelley's quote about like uh, like oh how'd you come up with this idea? You yeah. were because.
because the craziest Which fucking brings thing. Me to my problem with the book as well, a whole. Real quick, everybody <laughs> listening and myself included, the craziest fucking thing about all of this is that she's nineteen. Yeah, she, well, was, she was nineteen god. years old when she, she when she when wrote this. It was published, published when yeah. she was twenty one. I thought she was. Oh my god! I thought it was the other way. I thought she was seventeen when she wrote it and nineteen when it was published. No, it's. Uh, Did I get that wrong? I, I double checked today. Okay. Actually, yeah, 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 she was nineteen when she wrote it. It was published on uh, January first, eighteen eighteen, when she was twenty one years old. Oh my god! And it, that like and so. Every I'm time, 33. Right. I have never yeah. published yeah. I'm 27. I, didn't, I haven't done anything, much less invent science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Literally start also, a thing. Also, you're a man. And she yeah, was exactly. a girl. And you know what? <laughs> Thank God. Th- this, is, this is the part where I'm going to bitch a whole lot is because I, when I went, to, I went to go rebuy the copy of this book, and uh, yeah, they, it's a, this is a new copy. This is a brand new copy. I went to new. Barnes and Nobles in Santa Monica, and they had that. I like this cover too. They had, this is a nice cover. It's a nice cover. They had that book, right? Oh, I got it bookmarked. I'm going to talk about the Sublime. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they've got yes. they've got that right. Back in not the band, school. not the band. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got, got no crystal ball. Just had a million dollars, but I I spent it all. (laughs) The worst. Stop saying things that make us sing. Hold on, I'll tell you the worst part about Sublime is the part where she goes, uh, "What's the line?" Is like, he's like, and then she pulled out my mushroom tip, and when it came out, it went drip, drip, drip. I didn't know she had the GI Joe kung fu grip. That part, I'm like, wait, you just admitted to? Don't admit to that. Don't talk about just just when she pulled it. No, come on, man. (laughs) <laughs> have some self-respect but uh mary shelley would mary shelley proud of that anyway guy. i go to get the fucking book and they've got this copy which is labeled frankenstein mary shelley as it should be and mm-hmm. then next to it there's like this big you know book with annotations and all this shit it says frankenstein mary shelley and then in parentheses percy Bysshe shelley too and i'm like fuck Why? you because people for and it, this is because a woman can't write this on a her own. I've never seen it. That's literally given to anybody but her. Yeah, yeah. well, no, that's the whole chick? thing. Is like there's been a this chick thing writing about monsters. Literally no since way. since the day this book was published, because it was originally not published with her name. It was published with no author and uh, an intro by Percy yeah. Shelley, which dedicated the book to her uh, deceased father, William Goodwin. Uh, so. When it was Jesus when it was originally co- when it originally came out, Look, there was there was no author. Have huh? a re- did you ever have a break in middle school from getting beat up? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was, <laughs> you know, I was awesome. <laughs> I was fucking awesome, and I could talk your ear off about because I didn't, and I was not nearly well. Never mind. <laughs> but the, what pisses me off about it is, yeah, they so they publish it like that, and then eventually, it, uh, with the it, there was like a play that they did a play version that they did of it. Yeah, that written by Peggy, Peggy Webley. Perci- yeah, and it's uh, oh, no, what's, but, it, no, what's it called? Before that, it was Hamilton Dean. Um, are you talking about like the in, first the, the first 1800s? play adaptation? The first play adaptation had another person. It wasn't Prometheus. There was another word used. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, God damn it. Whatever. I just watched a thing about. But it. But the point is that when they when they republished it the second time in 1822, she changed a bunch of shit, and she insisted that her name be put on it. But ever since that happened, 
people have been like, oh, well, you know, her husband's the famous one. You know, <laughs> Percy Shelley is the romantic poet genius. Yeah, but so he had to guy. have something to do with it. Not taking into consideration that, A, yeah, she's 19, but she's the child of William Goodwin, who is like the preeminent political philosopher in England at the time. And her mom is Mary Wollstonecraft, who wrote A Vindication on the Rights right. of Woman. Like, she's not yeah. a fucking Fuck dummy. Yeah. Yeah. She was like sent to the best schools. And on top of that, uh, yeah, she was 19. You know what else happened? She had a miscarriage. So she knew some shit. She lived a little bit. So anytime that shit gets pulled out, I'm always like, dude, fuck you. Plus, <laughs> like, plus if you spend a summer with Lord Byron, yeah, it's you're going to learn some it's shit real fucking quick. weird. You're going to grow up in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna, Lord Byron was amazing. Lord Byron famously, uh, when he went to... Lord uh, Byron was Mick Jagger oh, hell yeah. of his time. Like, yeah. He, he he was, he was, if no, fuck that. He was David Bowie. He was, if you took Bowie, <laughs> Jagger, and Freddie Mercury yeah. and put them all together, that yeah. was Lord Byron. And then add some, <laughs> add some animal stuff in yeah. there, too. Uh, <laughs> 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 I guess it was. Add a dash of the Crypt Keeper, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, famously, when he, uh, when he went to school, they told him, well, you can't bring your hunting dogs. He was a lord, so he had these royal purebred hunting dogs, and they told him he couldn't bring them. So he just brought a bear. <laughs> he kept a bear in his dorm room, which is awesome. It's like, yeah, I can't have my dogs. What do you think about bears? They and like, and so I think it's Cambridge. It's either Cambridge or Oxford. Wherever he went, there's there, on the books is still a no bears in the dorm policy because of Byron. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, oh, that Jesus. that's that's my that's my rant about that is because it's just it, it's bullshit and it's it's. You no, know. it is. I agree. I agree. It's um, definitely and also, you can read it, it and is. if you read it, you're like, and is, especially if you're familiar with Percy Shelley, it doesn't read as Percy Here's Shelley at all. Here's my problem though with 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 her writing in that book is that she doesn't know what people are. Right. Yeah. No. I can. <laughs> no. That's true. And the, the because there's. A, I'm sorry. When he makes I, that book, and this is the thing, is that, and the, again. I apologize for not finishing the book That's before fine. doing this. Uh, this is my second <laughs> attempt. Sorry, my third attempt at reading this book. Yeah. Never made it all the yeah. way through. Can't do it. Um, because I always get to one part. It has me going for a while. The language is very melodramatic. It's very, oh, yeah, it's it's very, very romantic. It's very, very much classical. So. It's very like, oh, my brow. Like, that's why I love in the movie Bride of Frankenstein, the Lord Lord Byron scene at the beginning where right. he's just like, my brow was beset by the whatever. <laughs> he yeah. does this thing. Um rolling his R's. I guess the whole book to me is just rolling yeah. your R's. Right, right. And at the <laughs> beginning of it, I'm in, I love the Robert Walton, Captain Walton stuff. Yeah. I love that. I think it's... Because it's a, told as a frame narrative. Exactly. It's Well, it's a frame within a frame within a frame yeah. within a frame. It's yeah. amazing. And I love that story. I love that format. And I love that it starts with this Captain Walton guy yeah. who you just don't give a shit about right. at first. Like, well, it, it's presented in the way all great horror literature is presented, which is like... <laughs> Like this kind of like, uh, you know. So I was just going about my day, and then some crazy shit happened. But it's, yeah. it's, it, uh, but it's the, more the thing, extrapolated, the way, right? And the way it's set up, it, it, it's it, it almost like purports realism in that it's this, oh yeah, it's this normal guy yeah. who's not really affiliated with the action, just bearing witness to this crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, much in the same way that Dracula is presented as this like a series well, of letters, and it's and it's you know? it's almost like and the way Blair Witch Project it's like was presented mm -hmm. as like found footage. Yeah, you know? take yeah. Your, you know, that's just the modern. This was the found footage movie of its time, exactly. And I and or the world the world's radio broadcast Perfect. of its yeah. time, like yeah. it, it it presented this as if it was a true story, and I, and I. 
I liked it. And, yeah. and it, in a way, too, it's the Breaking Bad of its, of its time. I was just thinking about that today, tra- actually, well, I, how I, much this story is Breaking Bad. It, it very much <laughs> is. Um, and if you, even in the Universal movies, there's yeah. a lot of Breaking Bad kind of thing. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I think that this is just what we're doomed to now as a culture, is that <laughs> every cultural work will at some point be compared to Breaking Bad. <laughs> I mean, you Just know. for another, like, year. It's also why over. I wore my Jurassic Nobody Park t-shirt it. today. Well, your Jurassic Park t-shirt I found oh, apropos because uh-huh. it's, that's the whole message of the book is it's yep. science gone wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why I wore it. Yeah, that's why I wore my Chicago, Chicago. Bears t-shirt. That's why I wore my plain black <laughs> That and that's the only shirt I have. That's why John is wearing a, a, a Kirby, Jack Kirby t-shirt. Mm. <laughs> I don't understand the connection between any of these at the moment. Uh, Lost the thread. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Let's just start talking about it. We're going to start talking about Hitler now. <laughs> um, I look. I I think that uh, the whole. It's very. It, I like it because it sets up a lot of things in the, in the book. Yeah, it, it, you set up like with the Captain Walton, him running into him meeting Victor Frankenstein on this uh, boat on an ice flow. On an ice, it was on a flow. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, well, it's cool because he, he sees the monster first. He is, yeah, he that's sees, my he favorite sees the monster he go by this, with the dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he sees, and then he picks up Frankenstein. Yeah. That's but so cool. He, when he picks up Frankenstein, you wouldn't really buy that he immediately became so enthralled by this guy's story if it weren't for the fact that his first two letters, he's like, I don't have any friends. Yeah, he's yeah. writing he's to his lonely. sister, and he's lonely, and he's complaining like, I don't have any friends. I need a friend, and then yeah. boom, Victor Frankenstein comes along. Yep. So it's like, oh, there's a dude now yeah. they can talk to. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? I got a bud. We're going to drink Orange Crush. We're going to play Super Mario World in the basement. And when mom's not watching, we're probably going to put on Friday the 13th Part 7 because there's a psychic chick fighting Jason in it. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But I feel like that's kind of how their relationship begins. And then even with Victor, it's all this stuff about his life. You get his whole life story. Yeah, exactly. You get the, uh, the stuff with Elizabeth. Yeah. Where she came from. Um, why the whole thing about like his dad leaving these books for him to read. Yeah. And yeah. he reads them, the alchemists yeah. and he's reading those. And it's just like, if only I had known that their work had been debunked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have gotten into this whole thing. And then there's the lightning storm scene where he's with a guy who witnesses lightning and explains lightning to him. And it's just, it's, it sets it up so brilliantly. Yeah. There's, there's such a, I don't know. Well, the thing to get- and then and then you get to, I made a monster and he was scary, so I ran away. I love that. <laughs> I hate that. I love it. That's my it. favorite thing in the whole book is that you you strive so hard for this thing, and then when it's actually literally staring you in the face, it you're like what the what have I done? You know, it's that moment of like where you're just like, you know, you've yeah. give, you've given birth to this thing that you can't you can't control and you can't, you know, you've, you've created you chaos in the world. And that's, that's, that's yeah. and that's where the Walter White thing comes in, man. We, oh yeah. He, yeah. he starts this thing and he, he's so ambitious about getting to, you know, getting to the, the thing he's going for, but he doesn't want to deal with the consequences of it. He can't look that thing in the mm-hmm. eye. That's why it, that, that's the thing in the whole book that rings the truest to me almost is when he sees it, because it opens one eye and his eye yeah, is yellow, yellow. And his and skin is him. jaundiced and he's like oh shit and he tries to go to sleep and then this the monster comes in that's and and the way she even uh describes it uh as the monster reaches his hand out almost to like and and whenever i read that i always get the image of this like fucked up sistine chapel 
where it's it's like the hand of Adam so you're... reaching out to God, and God just, who in this case is Victor Frankenstein, just being like, no, I reject you're Turning that. away. From turning you're, away yeah. from the thing he created. Your interpretation of this, then, is of the um, the deist versus atheist interpretation that I've heard. Because I've also heard people try to argue that it's it's an allegory for the French Revolution, which yeah. I kind of am like, Mm, I kind of see it because you're, yeah. oh, you're stitching together the dead ideas of egalitarianism <laughs> and blah, right. blah, blah. Yeah. There's Isn't a that... point when that just gets yeah. Yeah. too much. Though. Yeah. No, I've always read it as this. It's God. Yeah. It's, it's God, God turning his back on man. Well, because well and then you even said imperfect. what it came, what well, it was born out of, right? Right. And it was yeah. About... Oh, exactly. Well, it's, it's, it's God turning his back on man, but also it's because I think Shelly, Shelly was a deist for sure. Like she's, she wasn't, mm-hmm. her husband was more atheistic and I don't even think he went that extreme with it. No, but nobody really did. Back nobody then. really <laughs> did at the point, but you know, Mary Shelley definitely believed in a God and definitely but, believed that like there were consequences. But like the founding with, fathers of this country. Right. She, yeah. Pri- who were primarily deist. The but, attitude was God. God created this thing, right? And then uh, was like, "Peace out." Exactly, yeah. but because out. because she's a romantic, the romantics revered nature as God. Yeah. So, well, and that's and that's a thing too that astounded me about about the book is that Victor is a romantic for a long time. He's a naturalist. Oh, he's he's, he's he believes the preeminent in the, romantic in hero. The power of nature. <laughs> I think he yeah. believes in the power of nature, and that's what makes him. But he also believes in the power of individualism and mm-hmm. and like so he's self interest and those things clash. So he's hard. Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's Ted Nugent. Here, listen here, BG. Uh, <laughs> I'm but gonna he, make a monster. But he turns his back on naturalism for the for the sake of at some point at some point he says no the natural order is flawed. <laughs> listen here, gorilla monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon is the sublime. Um, <laughs> I don't practice Santeria. I ain't, I ain't got, got no crystal, crystal ball. ball. Yeah, my, my, uh, but yeah, no, the romantics believe that the only <laughs> like the only real physical manifestation of God in the world is is nature, nature is yeah. the way things are you know the way things have just been laid out which is why like romanticism is ultimately a reaction against neoclassicism which is the thing that came right before it yeah. which is and and it's funny because the, yeah but romanticism can, itself is. Like it's not, it's not necessarily opposed to neoclass. Like, oh, I think so. Really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because neoclassicism, you know, purports that there's this, you know, that man can somehow like tame nature and there can be this order. Like, and you can actually look at it. The funniest thing, there's a great book uh, or a great play by Tom Stoppard uh, <laughs> called uh, Arcadia. That's all about guys. If you're playing at home, uh, <laughs> here's the drinking game. You take a shot every time. A reference that does not really apply to what we're oh, talking about. Oh no, it about. applies utterly. Well, no, because not 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 that it doesn't really apply. Take any time a reference <laughs> comes up, just take a shot, and you'll be dead already. You're dead now. Uh, Arcadia Arcadia is all about. Uh, it's actually uh, Byron. Every it's. Oh, I'm so sorry. It doesn't matter. It's about <laughs> your computer. Uh, it's about all these people staying at Byron's estate yeah. uh, in in at the turn of the 18th century, and then also a bunch of people in present times, like yeah. exploring the estate and trying to figure out, you know, what the story is. And then while you're seeing the real story going on, but like a big arc of it is all about gardening, and how the neoclassical idea of gardening, like if you went to like Versailles or somewhere in Europe and you see these very elaborate gardens of Europe where everything's circular and laid out in straight rows and you know very perfect and symmetrical whereas a romantic garden and in the book it's really funny because they're ba- they're building their romantic garden 
and they insist on having a hermitage. And so they just have a hermit just living on their land. Yeah. <laughs> like, because they're like, oh, well, this is part of the natural world. So they intentionally build these Greek temples and then knock them over and cover them with ivy. So it looks like the world has, like, reclaimed, you know, this perceived order of man or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but that's the same <laughs> yeah. thing to me is, neo, is the neoclassicalism idea, the neoclassical idea that um, – because to me, their, their building of these, of these, um, these icons – Yeah. And knocking them over to like portray nature conquering what yeah. we do, it's sort of it comes from the same place as as um, using m- human perceived ideas of what the natural order is, such as like circles and arrangements and things like that. Because that's people. It, either way, you're trying to operate in Congress with nature, but one is just trying to feed into its. I'm not making any sense, am I? <laughs> Well, one is like a domination of nature. Yeah, exactly. One is, uh, I don't think either of them truly are a domination. Well, it, well, the, the reason last. it's funny in the play is that the rom- even the romantic garden is a is a construct. It's still fake. It's still yeah, there, no, there that's wasn't exactly, really that's a great tip. That's why that's funny in, that's the, in the play. But I mean, you know, because it's a thing where they'll you know like. And shit, we can go right back to Breaking Bad. The poem Ozymandias <laughs> yes. by Percy Bysshe Shelley, Mary Shelley's, Mary Shelley's husband, husband, bro, uh, is all we about all it's here. all about this statue that fell over in the desert. And, yes. and, and it's it's the statue. Look on that, my works, ye mighty yeah, and despair. My name is Ozymandias, King of Kings. Look upon my works, ye mighty and despair. And it's this whole thing where it's like there's this king who's reportedly supposed to be Ramses II, who was like, I am a god. I am a god now. And you know, you, you gotta deal with this and blah blah blah. And he makes all these decrees, and it doesn't matter because it's thousands of years later. He's dead. Doesn't matter. His statue fell Nobody over. Nobody gives the a fuck. They're empty words. And Victor is totally that. He's totally this thing where he's like, I'm, I, I want to put myself one step above. I want to become a god. And so his ambition is like trying to lead him to be that. And and then it's nature as a repudiation of just slapping him down. Yeah, but that's you know? but that's what both of those things ultimately say is one. Is working. Look, so again, you're the book. I'm into the movies. Oh, okay, yeah, we should get. Yeah. <laughs> but no, 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 no. It's not even about that. It's just. Yeah. So the whole thing, to you, is that it's a deist work. Yeah, it's oh, a work oh, of the yeah. God said. Utterly. Okay, look, where I come from with the movies, at least, is that people are constantly the only argument that anyone really ever gives. Henry in the movies. He's not. They change it. They yeah, anglicize his name yeah. to Henry and then Wolf and then fucking. I can't remember his other son's name in, in Ghost of Frankenstein. The one that. Uh, I don't even remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The only argument that anyone ever really provides for them to be like, don't do this uh, is it's against God. You're playing God. Yeah, yeah. But to me, he's like, well, who. There's no God, so who cares? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. whatever happened just happened, yeah. and I'm just a part of it continuing to happen. Yeah. So in the neoclassical sense, he is the circles working in Congress with nature, but then the monster itself is the ivy, the the, the yeah. nature toppling yeah. the statue. Yeah. yeah. And to me, who like still, who cares? Because, like, 
you're gonna have some fuck ups. You're gonna make some mistakes. Yeah. In the in the march of progress, some things are gonna go wrong. Some chicks are gonna get thrown into yeah. a lake and drown. <laughs> oh no! I'm, Who cares? Uh, like, I mean, in the name of progress. In the, in the name, name of, of progress. progress. Yeah. Some you gotta crack some chicks eggs to make an omelet. Yeah. yeah. If it leads no. to us being immortal, I'm all for it. I want to yeah. be recording this exact same podcast with you in thirty thousand years. <laughs> Yeah. Why is that wrong? No, I, I just I think you know you have to buy the ticket and take the ride. If you're, if you're going if you're going into this. By the way, Hunter S. Thompson reference for you keeping hey, score at home. If you you know if no, but I'm, that's the way it is with any with any sort of work of literature. You're like you have to just accept the universe that it's based in. And in this one, there's a wrathful, unobservant God, which I I kind of like the idea of. I like, still don't think that that's true though. No? I don't think there's a God in the in in the text in the universe at all. I you think don't think that so? it's. Well, also, again, I didn't finish the book. Okay. No, well, I was, no, <laughs> does God, at the, in, the, in the, like the fourth quarter of the book, does God come down and block a pass? What happens? <laughs> no, uh, the monster kills everyone he yeah. loves. Yeah, he kills Elizabeth. Everyone. He kills yeah, – um, well, and, and he does it in I mean, I've like, read the spark notes. Yeah, right well, he does it in the, in, you know, in the category. Like in your life, like uh, you've got you – know, He starts pretty heavy too. He oh, starts yeah. with killing his fucking brother, his child brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the the babysitter gets gets on the hook for it, and she gets yeah, hanged and she gets too. Hanged, yeah. yeah, and then he kills his friend, and then his father Henry. dies of he grief. His friend Henry. Yeah, and then and then at the end he fucking kills Elizabeth, which is you know his lover. So that takes care of friends, family, and lover. <laughs> like so, that's every his whole Verizon of, circle. Exactly. Man. Yeah. His, his, whole, his whole MySpace his whole top, top eight, eight dude is dead. <laughs> His <laughs> <laughs> top eight is gone. <laughs> it's true, yeah. And you get like, uh, and then that's it's... when, but that's when Victor starts like, okay, fuck this dude. I'm hunting him down. Right. So it becomes, yeah. It, he kind of tries to turn on him, and he gets he gets destroyed by it. Which, yeah, which that's that's the that's the end of the book. Is that ultimately he can't he can't, he can't destroy go on. him. Yeah, and then do. the monster, which the you know the other best part of the book is when. Victor's dead and the monster is over him, eulogizing him. Yeah, you no, know, exactly. So he he yeah. usurps yeah. him and takes his place as the conduit of history, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, okay. So here's my question to you. Then, why why did you choose this character? Because when I chose this, when I asked you who you wanted to do, and just like uh, Zach Khan, you're you had a character already picked out beforehand, essentially. And I was like, oh, perfect. We're doing Halloween episodes. Well, yeah. how many times – you told me how many times you read yeah, this Yeah, the reason I picked it is because for years I've just been saying if you gave me a copy of this book and about – 30 minutes to prepare I could teach a straight up lecture because I've been assigned the book yeah, you so came many here times with fucking oh, I've got a notes. legal pad of notes I'm not even like a third of the way done with the notes <laughs> how many papers have you written on this uh, five and I read five. all of them today Jesus. I read every single one of them today and then uh, so the notes I took were like oh yeah I remember saying that that was kind of smart and then there was a lot of just ugh, you know me at 19 trying to wrap my head around uh, so when did you first read the book uh, in high school in 10th grade Really? And what yeah. was it about it at that point that drew, drew no, you to the book? Nothing particularly. Nothing. That's the thing. It wasn't. <laughs> no, that's that's the thing. It's was like, it repeated encounters with it? That it no, it was again? it was that precisely. It was repeated encounters and then just different teachers teaching me different angles. Because, you know, every teacher has their spin on what they're going to, you know. Wait, right. when you say repeated encounters, what are you talking well, about? Well, he's read the book several. He said he every was assigned that book. I get assigned the book. Like, all through, I'm, I'm an English major and all throughout college, once a year, 
without fail. Somebody would that assign was, yeah. me this book would be on the curriculum, and I'd already what? read it. Were you a romantic? Uh, huh? Did you have a specific? Field no, it was that you all were... different kinds of shit. That's like, strange. I was well, never because assigned the, well, because this, yeah, this I was book, never assigned and I was an English. Well, language. no, it's because the reason this book gets assigned so much is that it's it's. It's one of the most versatile novels of academia because you can teach it from so many angles. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's at once it's about technology, it's about mm-hmm. scientific advancement. So you know, there's that. So like I took like a technology literacy and culture class that was all about you know Bradbury and Asimov and you know stuff like that. But Wait, you you, you ultimately huh? Moment of silence for Ray Bradbury. <laughs> okay, we're good. And his weird. By the way, it was. Uh, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, it's not going to be the case. But he's well, he's going to be back to it, life. No, no, it was, <laughs> he's, he's still going to be dead. He's Andy. only alive. He's for not three coming more back, days. Andy. I'm sorry. I will so bring when you this back. podcast comes out, <laughs> I will, he will no I longer will be brought to life. Together from the parts of cadavers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he. Um, I I used to work with him. I used to I worked for him Bradbury? for for years. Yeah, and uh, he. I think you told me that. That's this awesome. This month, this month, so th- it's still pertinent to this podcast. This month, October, 60 years ago, this month, Fahrenheit 451 was published. Wow, 60 years. 60 years. I think we did that one, too. But, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so you can teach it from, like, a from a science fiction angle, from an angle about technology, or it's also the easiest to comprehend romantic text, mm-hmm. I think. Of all the of uh, and really uh, yeah I mean uh, beyond because it's way easier to dig than Wordsworth or Coleridge it's very straight to the point and it hits on every single tenet of romanticism to yeah, the well, like like and almost in in a weird it. like unwieldy way exactly that's why I'm always like well Shelley Shelley didn't you know Percy Shelley didn't write this shit. Because he yeah. knew all th- this was his bag. This is somebody who's just getting acquainted with the scene, which it was what right. it was. Like, and she's <laughs> like, oh, here's the major themes of the scene and just packed it into a ghost story. So that's the other thing. And so it's it wasn't uh, I, I didn't necessarily, you know, romanticism is something I studied a lot, but it wasn't my you know, my main focus was Greek literature and postmodernism. And you can even teach it from both of those angles, too, because mm-hmm. it is Greek in that he sets something in motion that eventually via sea close comes back and bites him in the ass, you know, which yeah. is. No, well, tell us the postmodernism version huh? of it now. No, uh, tell us the, post- uh, the postmodernism well, version. Well, it's, like, yeah. it's Greek tragedy because it's hubris. It's, it's hubris. It's hubris yeah. that leads yeah. to the whole. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then, and then the whole thing, you know, with postmodernism, it's all about, you know, it's all about the artifice. You know, and so whenever I read whenever I read this thing, it's always just like, oh, this is, you know, this is an extension of, I don't know, this it's an extension of this of this character. uh, This is trying (laughs) trying to trying to hilarious. What? (laughs) No, I'm just no. Continue. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, I asked him. No, he asked me. Okay, I'm not. I jumped on the postmodernism train. No, and I I was like, let's go. I'm just comparing my enjoyment. Like when you say the word Frankenstein, <laughs> the thing that I think of <laughs> is so different than what happened. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Rivers. So, right. I guess what I'm trying to figure out from Rivers is that you've had assigned this book so many times, and you've had different theories. Right, on that so I fell in love with. It. I fell kind of back backwards in right. love with the book. Like and now, I'm kind of because when I first wrote it, I, or when I first read it, rather, uh, when I was in high school, it was kind of dry, and it was. It's very. It's yeah. just this kind of thing. But the more you read it, the more you get taught 
all of these themes of romanticism you just mm-hmm. like i said she you know she wields romanticism like a like a hammer it, she's like simon and garfunkel doing political songs like there's nothing about <laughs> it that's like that's not just 100 percent out there yeah you know what i mean yeah. like when, when you they're just i don't know so you've hit you hit like the sublime that's that's one thing. That's, I don't that practice Santeria. Like I said, I like ain't got no crystal ball. That's a reference earlier. And, okay. and we're, we're by the way, I wanted to point out that if someone was taking a shot for every time we broke into that song, <laughs> that would be their third shot right now. <laughs> <laughs> Four, if you count me singing. Uh, what's that other one? Whatever. Don't worry. Don't worry. Comes that, in his yeah, pants. Yeah, come. Um, <laughs> The mushroom, mushroom, the man mushroom grip, tip, drip, drip, manly grip, drip, drip, song. Drip. manly grip. Uh, Caress me down. That's the oh, name yeah. of that song. Jesus oh, Christ, what's that wrong with me? Awesome. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's there's parts of this whole thing where she, you know, she she talk. I don't know. That's, Did you develop your own sort of uh, culmination of all the things that you'd learned about the book that you have a sort of a different take on it now? I mean, I have the you know, I I still I, like. I, could, I still t- stick to like the de- the deist uh, the deist reading of it okay. much much in the way that I've been I've been taught, but it also just informs the way I view. You know, s- you realize like you're like this this is the beginning of the science fiction genre. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. there it is. Well, completely. To, no, to, like it's this is it. This because this is the beginning of science. <laughs> this is the beginning of science. This is this is the eight, this is 1816. This is the beginning of science. Ergo, you know, this oh, this is fuck you. Science started with uh, you know Aristotle. N- not empirically not empirically based science. You know, there's it was science was wrapped up in religion and philosophy. Mm. Uh, there was still oh, a, there was time. still an element of empiricism to it though. Okay, that's fair, but there wasn't uh, stories about it. There being, still it, isn't, though, because there's huh? still the whole point was not not God made a thing, and you're being a dick about it. Yeah, but it's it's still I don't know. It's still the use of technology to you know. I feel like eventually, for- like it's like that Futurama episode where the atheists are at war with each other about <laughs> which kind of atheism is the best. Uh huh. Like shot it, I feel like when- everybody. <laughs> John signaling. I feel like when it comes to science, like it's always we're always going to look back at certain periods in the past and say, "Oh, they were way stupider than the mo- more recent period when it comes yeah. to science." Like that's well, and all uh, I don't know. And then well, here's what I want to know: Was there something when you first read it in uh, what tenth grade? Tenth grade, yeah. When you first read it, was there a thing about it that grabbed you? Where, where that that said something to you about who you are, about who I am, I or don't know. about the world in general? It's I well, I like the justice of it. I kind of I, I don't know <laughs> if this was a thing that I got into in tenth grade necessarily, but I do love the idea of you know call it karmic justice or specifically Greek justice in this point where it's like a it's a it's a universe that that you know. Uh, like I said, well, eventually, like, if you set something in motion, the repercussions of it will come back and fucking haunt you. And in this case, so li- you literally. were a terrified tenth grade. No, this wasn't in tenth grade. This was later. When I was in tenth grade, like I said, I was like, ah, boring. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, okay. I've, I've, like I said, it, I slowly got to the point where I, I, you know, got into it's this book a lot. It's almost as if the universe wanted you to keep reading the book. <laughs> right. No, it really was. And I just kept my like, oh, God, really? Part of me feels like in 20 years, you're going to be the guy that does this. Like, you're going to be the guy <laughs> who makes the that monster. stitches together dead bodies and creates a monster. <laughs> that exact thing. That exact <laughs> yeah. thing. You're going to use a lightning storm for it's like it. like weird that I didn't see this coming yeah. for myself. And then we're just going to be like, well, he read the book a bunch 
That's true. I read the book much. I don't know. <laughs> and also, you find out it's it's the I'll, I'll tell you this the the best class that I took when I was in college was called science fiction as intellectual history, Ooh. and it's there's <laughs> never there's never been. <laughs> mm. Oh God! Love, love that so class lot, title. Obama. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and that's why I sell grilled cheese sandwiches now. But uh, anyway, uh, it's so up my alley because it it's the class was you know here's uh, you know these eight or nine books or whatever it was we're gonna read them in chronological order. And after we're done, we're going to discuss the book one day, and the next day we're going to discuss what was going on in the world that led to this. Because ultimately, uh, all yeah. science fiction yeah. is a reflection of the culture in which that it, oh, it's, it's been right. presented, yeah. no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my, this is this is it," because that's my whole thing. Like, I I I love, uh, you know, I love that kind of thing where you can just you can see all the elements coming together, yeah. historically to make you know a work of fiction. It's so cool. Yeah, so, like the Bible. Yeah, exactly. No, no, for real. The Bible is just nothing but these cultural allusions and historical references. Right. Exactly. And if you Coming don't know those, then you think that it's real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you. But the, my problem with the Bible is. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for part two. Of my problem. Rivers' with the Bible. problem Rivers with language. the Bible. Well, no, I I uh, grew up, uh, you know, luckily. Act, you know, just in a house we didn't care. Yeah, didn't have to go to church. Whatever, didn't matter. I flirted with Methodism, you know, in the late '90s briefly, but uh, it was mainly <laughs> late, I flirted with Methodism. I that's flirted, like the, that's the way people I flirted, say I flirted, I flirted with heroin. With, I flirted in with 80s. methamphetamines in the late <laughs> right? '90s. No, I it was and it was for a reason that I would even <laughs> now do it because uh, the, the meth, meth methamphetamines. The, no, not meth. Uh, no, the other meth, Methodist, uh, <laughs> Methodism. Uh, the my Methodist. dad was a my Methodist. mom is Methodist. <laughs> my dad was. I grew a, up my a dad, Methodist. I grew up Presbyterian sort because of. my mom wins everything in my house. <laughs> the the Methodist church in our town had on Sunday nights they had free chicken fingers. Mm. With I'm them. a Methodist. That's all with you need. <laughs> no, right? no, no. I haven't even got to the best part yet. You already know. You, you there is no such thing as a part that's better than free chicken. Are you fingers. ready for this, yeah. Andy? Sell. Wait, wait, okay. wait for this. You got the chicken fingers with the honey mustard, oh, and once yeah. you're done eating, they had two N64s projecting two different games of GoldenEye <gasps> on the wall of the church. No, like, no way. It was the coolest shit ever. still the best ever. part of that deal. It was the fucking coolest shit ever. Is that ever. a Methodist thing? Because I swear to God, I remember having the coolest shit at youth group. Yeah, it's because the, uh, the, the goddamn Methies had all the best shit. I don't yeah. know what was wrong with it, but it's true. <laughs> Methies. Is Meth- that a racial is that the, I know. Is that the new that's what, slur? That's, what, I, that's what we called them. Is it the derogatory We were term? in seventh grade. That's what we called them. Methies. The, the Methies of the rich church. I'm going to call them Golden Eyes. Golden Eyes. That's yeah. their new name. They had, but yeah, no, so I did that. But anyway, uh, I said all that. I said all that to say this. I didn't have to read the Bible at all until I got to college. Right. And the last English class I took in college was the Bible for literature students. Mm-hmm. And so I'm reading it now as just a fucking cynical, like, 22-year-old, like, wow, holy shit, this is fucking crazy. And But my problem with the Bible is that it doesn't have the Greek justice. Like, people right? just do there's shit. No, well, the, there's no repercussions. Okay, so in the, there's there's no rarely no, In the Bible, there are, at the beginning, there, in, the, in some of the books, there, there's what's referred to as the Deuteronomic principle. Yeah. Which is, do good, the good things will happen. Do bad, bad things will happen. Yeah. And there's and that's what it's referred to as, that's the justice that exists in the Bible. However, sometimes, in the fucking Old Testament, like, in the first half, yeah. that gets thrown out the window with the book of Job. 
The whole point mm-hmm. of the yeah. book of Job yeah. was to renounce the Deuteronomic principle. So yeah. it throws out that entire idea of karma yeah. or justice mm-hmm. is gone right from there. So it's just kind of like – so that's, that's the thing to me. I know. My it's problem almost with like the Bible. like, what about though if this happened? Yeah, and then and it's then just it's like, like, no, like, there's no, no point. Who gives to, a yeah. shit? What happened was God and the devil were hanging out because God and the devil hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that about? And then God and the devil make a bet because God and the devil make bets with each other. <laughs> You know that's ridiculous. You know the the last part where he's given the eulogy is a little bit like the god of the is like you know the, the god of the it's devil. like it's How like the out. devil mourning God because so much of this is also a reference to Milton's uh, Paradise Lost mm-hmm. and Frankenstein shot kind of <laughs> shot <laughs> so much and 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 the monster is is the fallen angel he was God's favorite that was like you know cast aside because yeah. Victor wakes up sees the weird yellow eye and is like oh fuck this and like effectively doesn't you know doesn't yeah. take responsibility for his creation in the way that god fails to take responsibility for lucifer and just right. casts him into hell just hey you're on your own buddy yeah. so milton's satan is always the most depressing thing ever because it's not that he's evil it's that he's alone and sad. <laughs> have you ever read mikhail bakunin no i haven't who's an anarchist uh writer he wrote about uh he he intro- no, I'm a good boy <laughs> I don't know what that means. Sorry. He did one of those things about how Satan is the go- how Lucifer Satan is the good guy in the Bible. Yeah. About how Satan's the one that's like, hey, mankind, guess what? God's a dick. None of this shit matters. Yeah. This is I I underline this actually. It's uh, this is the this is he the, calls Satan the eternal liber the eternal the first free thinker and the liberator of man. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. it's set up that way. That's right? why Isn't I worship it? the I devil. Mean, and so in the <laughs> in the book, this like <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's just go past it. In the, no, <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> it's great. I think it's great. I'm so humble. Before you worshiping the devil, I want to hear what you Satan. underlined in the book. Uh, no, the thing I underlined in the book is this thing where he says uh, Frankenstein's dead, and the monster shows up just in time to see the guy dead. And he goes, uh, oh, Frankenstein, generous and self-devoted being, what does it avail that I now ask thee to pardon me? I, who irretrievably uh, destroyed uh, thee, but I'm destroying thou, uh, all thou lovest. Did Alas. he say uh <laughs> as many times? Sorry, no. I, was, I, I fucking <laughs> drew over my own words. <laughs> was Frankenstein's monster like, uh? <laughs> he is cold and can't answer me. Nobody so ever I'm, said uh in romantic times. Nobody said uh. uh they should have. <laughs> I feel like they but, did. I feel like the people actually did say "uh," but they didn't reflect it in the literature. They had a different "uh." It probably wasn't "uh." <laughs> they, they just screamed something yeah. different. <laughs> like, one. Ah! It was that. <laughs> that was their "uh." <laughs> but the, but the point is, it is it is. Uh, you know, he he's uh, shit. Now I'm just saying "uh" a bunch. <laughs> Thank you, Andy, for making it is me this, self-conscious. Yeah, you're making me really self-conscious. It I'm is this. It, it's this spurned, you know, Satan figure or Adam or however you want to take it. She kind of presents it as both, you mm-hmm. know, a failed Adam or so, whatever. So that leads me to a anyway. to a question then. Um, people refer to the monster as Frankenstein. They call the the monster because that's the whole thing, right? That's the argument. Is Frankenstein? That's so a, that, isn't that just Monster people Squad. that don't know the difference between? Well, until no, you get to the Bride of Frankenstein, which is all about, you know, Henry, aka Victor, trying to build a bride for the monster, who is now just apparently Frankenstein. Well, yeah, but that's even true. In the, in the yeah, but 
And then in Son of Frankenstein, Basil Rathbone has that line at the beginning where he's talking to his wife and he's saying he's, – he's defending his father. This is my favorite part of Son of Frankenstein. Actually, yeah. Son of Frankenstein, there is no favorite part because the whole movie is my favorite part. I yeah. fucking love that movie. But he's – his your introduction to Wolf Frankenstein. That's his name, Wolf <laughs> Frankenstein. He's talking to his wife on the train, and she's and they're going back to Frankenstein, the name of the village. Uh, apparently, it's named after the family. Yeah, they're going back there to take over the the family in the house, and everybody hates him. And he's just like, "No, my dad was right to make this thing. My dad was the good guy." <laughs> and then he says, "Do you know that nine out of ten people call that monster that my father created the name?" And then someone says over the intercom of the train, "Frankenstein, next stop." And it's it's kind of like a cool like little oh, okay. thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. But his point is people mistake his father with his father's work. Yeah. That sort of plays into the idea of like if you still listen to Beck or not because you know he's a Scientologist. Like uh-huh. do you defor- do you divorce the artist from his creation? Yeah. And what's your thought on that in the in the, oh, the, in the death, case of, of Frankenstein? Of Death of the Artist? I mean that mm-hmm. Yeah, Portrait of the Artist is a Young Man by James Joyce is specifically what I'm asking. Okay, you shot. <laughs> that had literally nothing. You just connected the word. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Sorry. Uh, it's I, I don't know. I, I feel like you have to take both things into consideration uh, whenever you're whenever you're reading anything as far as like Death of the Artist goes because like on the one hand you can I don't know I, I like to make that argument sometimes that like this fucking moron somehow fell into a good thing. Yeah, like there's there's certain times where movies, like let's take Michael Bay for instance. Michael Bay <laughs> didn't shot. Michael Bay didn't know <laughs> when he was making Bad Boys Two, <laughs> he didn't know that his he director title was going to be across the shot of well, a burning cross. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is Michael Bay didn't realize that he in setting up the final scene of the film where Martin Lawrence and Will Smith drive over a shanty town in a oh, yellow God, Hummer. Yeah. Michael Bay didn't realize that he was making an allegory for fuck poor for, people. No, for the Bush uh, for the Bush invasion of the Iraq. Of, of Iraq that's what I that's how I always read that and I don't think he intended that but I think he kind of fell backwards into it and I'm gonna go with it because yeah, I like, like subtext Lenny, but then you're getting into the Lenny Reifenstahl thing where it's like art isn't created in a void like you're aware of the circumstances the historical yeah. circumstances of your work yeah but that's not that's neither here that you're talking about the name Frankenstein yes Frankenstein yeah no I call him I call it the monster and I correct people I'm one of those people. you're one of those people yeah. I used yeah. to be one of those because I'm not a, I'm not like the you know it's 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 all about the book for me or you can call him the demon or the insect, or uh, the creature. He's referred to as the all creature those is the creature. The creature is good. Yeah. I like that. You know. Uh, I mean, I don't. You know, I don't really. You wouldn't call him uh, the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> you wouldn't be like Frankenstein's Sistine Chapel or Frankenstein's you know. iPhone. Frankenstein's i. Wait, if he owned the iPhone? No, no, no. I'm saying yeah, the yeah. monster <laughs> as an allegory for. Um, never mind. It doesn't matter. The what it's created. The yeah, exactly. That's, like, that's the whole thing. Is no, it, oh, uh, oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, uh, Frankenstein's Iraq War, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I refer to it as Frankenstein's monster. That's I, I used refer- to do that. I yeah. used to correct people on that, and now I'm kind of at the point where I'm really. like, you know what? No, fuck it. It's the a, monster is Frankenstein too. That said, it's very funny to call something like call it a Frankenstein. Yeah, like, that's oh, I call it that because I think it's funny. <laughs> there's just a Frankenstein here. There's a Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Hey. How many Frankensteins does this puppy have under the hood? Yeah. How many Frankensteins does it take to change a light bulb? That's right. I love, I love the way that sounds. <laughs> four. John says four. 
John's wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein would punch that light out anyway. <laughs> there is that's no electricity. Does. Frankenstein Boom. wakes up, gets <laughs> mad, like, I'm going to trash this lab right now. <laughs> fire, bad. But then the blind guy tells fire him bad. that fire is okay. Well, in the book, the blind guy is the only guy you can talk to. You know. Well, yeah, and that's where he learns to speak. That's right. Well, he learns to speak from hanging well, out outside the cabin. Well, he learns to speak originally, yeah, yeah, and Just yeah. listening to him, and then he gets a hold of Paradise Lost. Uh, but uh, then he, yeah, he does talk to a, bl- a blind man. <laughs> he talks to a blind guy who can't see that he's a he- that he's hideous, you know. And then the family finds out he's hideous, and they run him off. But uh, the blind guy's his only friend, really. The only guy who even gave in the him book. a chance. In the book, yeah. In the movies, children often uh, love him. Yeah. Children often, yeah. uh, even in Son of Frankenstein, Wolf Frankenstein's son um, is like, the, he calls him the giant. He says, hey, the giant is my buddy, basically. Yeah. And they love, kids love him. In the, in the movie, Frankenstein, the one with the, the original, uh, 1932, maybe? 30, 32. Like 32. Uh, Boris Karloff, James Whale, Colin Clive, Dwight Fry, Dwight Fry, who played three. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, the kid, the girl. Uh, is like, hey, let's play with things and the l- throw flowers in the lake. Yeah, yeah. And he's into it. T- so till he's not, <laughs> till he's not. And, he, and, then, <laughs> and then he picks up the girl. Well, the thing is, that th- th- I love that scene because the idea to, to to the monster at that point is we're throwing things in this pond and yeah. it's cool and it's fun and we're having a good time. I want to be one of these flowers yeah. floating in the pond. I bet this little girl wants to be one of the flowers floating in the pond too. Yeah. And he picks her up and then throws her in. Yeah. And you know, he didn't know she was going to drown to death. That's he wasn't he didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how things work. You got to, you know. Um do you have a favorite so you've only seen Bride of Frankenstein. That's the I've seen that and I've seen Young Frankenstein. You've not even seen the original Frankenstein. Nope. Jesus Christ. I mean, I know what happens, but no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think your biggest takeaway is from Frankenstein then? I mean, what is, what is the lasting impression that you have? Uh, that I have? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Don't. Well, it's it's a thing. Like, I don't I don't even subscribe to it. I mean, the, the overall theme is like, oh, don't rock the boat. Yeah. Because that's even what he tells, uh, you know, that's what he tells the captain of the ship at the end. He's like, right. just be happy. Be tranquil. Don't. Don't overreach. Don't look for you know. Don't right. seek it. You know. Don't be ambitious. <laughs> you know. Don't shit, do like, yeah. anything. He yeah. says all that shit to the guy at the end, and you're like, man. I and I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I like the idea of that though. You know. Yeah. I feel like first. Okay, so it was made aware to me that uh, made it. Jesus, I was made aware of the fact it was 31. That's because that's because Dracula was made in 31, and oh. it was such a hit that immediately they were like, let's do another one, and they did Frankenstein because oh, okay. it also had the Peggy Webley. Uh, play i want to do another frankenstein episode because i didn't (laughs) i didn't get to talk nearly enough about my enjoyment of the frankenstein movies (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe how loud that was that was awesome it was awesome by the way you should watch monster squad which one is that 1987 uh, it's it's a monster. It's basically House of Frankenstein or House of Dracula. It's yeah, or all the monsters the at once. It's yeah. a monster mash movie, including the Mummy. Yeah, which the Mummy got left out a lot of those Universal classic ones. And the creature, super racist. Uh, and the creature, yes, uh, <laughs> speciesist. Um, 
the, it's all of them together and these kids have to it's like the goonies fight the universal monsters is essentially what it is okay it's awesome it's my favorite my favorite ever portrayal of frankenstein's monster or frankenstein yeah is uh is in that movie it's tom noonan playing frankenstein's oh, monster nice. and he's so good so good in it <laughs> i don't know why i just was like i have a thing to say <laughs> Monster Squad. I heard Monster Mon- Squad. I heard Monster Squad. I was hoping they were all like cops or something. There was a show. No, there was a show before Monster Squad called The Monster Squad. It was a series, I believe, in the late seventies, and they were cops. And it was no, it was a little kid. It was a boy. It was a teenage boy <laughs> with Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein. And I think they were detectives. I think okay. they did. I yeah. think they did some private detective work. I always felt that was I a I flaw in the monsters. <laughs> they didn't solve enough crimes. The monsters. <laughs> You got them all there. Do you like Herman Munster? Oh. As a Frankenstein yeah, fuck, fan? Yeah, fuck yeah. I love the Mun- the Munsters. Well, it's super great, and I, I, love, I love Herman Munster. Mun- I love Herman. He's great, and I also love. Uh, oh fuck! What's Herman Munster? What's the actor's name? Fred Gwynn. Yeah, he it, played uh, in, Judd in My Cousin in, Vinny. He's amazing. Oh. He's the judge oh, in My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. He plays Judd Crandall in P- uh, Pet Cemetery. That's right. I think My Cousin Vinny was his last role. Anyway, he's great. I um, love him. I 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 remember Nick at Night because that's where I watched the Monsters. I used to Dude, watch me Nick too. I, I watched the Monsters and they all had the time. Well, and do, on WGN. They had w, uh, on WGN. They had the Monsters when I was a kid. They Nick at Night showed the Monsters, and then at some point they started showing the Adams Family, and then they had this fucking contest where they were like, well, only one family of monsters show can stay on nick at night <laughs> call 1-800 nick at night and vote didn't the fucking and adams family win the fucking monsters got voted off nick at oh night that's horseshit. i was that. yeah i was so <laughs> upset it was wow. bullshit it's and then horseshit. they but what was funny was they started showing the adams family and of course the adams John family Vera. isn't as good and their ratings started falling so they just like just kind of silently undid it after <laughs> christmas or something it was like I will a, argue this point to the very fucking end of my life that the Monsters is a better show than the Adams oh, Family. Oh, absolutely! And it's I think period. everybody agrees. Well, on it's that. because people people here, anyway. people like the movie better. Yeah, you know? that's why they voted. Yeah, Adams like, Family oh, made Raul better Julie movies. Is, you know? is Christina Ricci in this? Yeah, you know. Me, me. And so MC Hammer. Lest we forget MC Hammer. Oh, shit. oh, they do what oh they want to do. Play yeah. how they want to play. Oh, say what they want to say. Something, 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 something. I think my friends. Adam's family. Adam's family. Adam's family. They live how they want to live. Do what they want to do. <laughs> live how they want to live. Play how they want to live. Adam's family. I think my friend had a video cassette, like a yeah, like a. VCR. I hope your friend is dead. VCR thing with hammer on the front. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your friend is dead now. No, he's like uh, he's <laughs> he's weird. He like did too many drugs. And is like he always asks me about World War Two when I see him now. <laughs> Clearly, does his he think you're a vet of World War Two? No, II no, or? no. He'll just you be look like, like one. He'll just be <laughs> like, oh, you guys know about the Battle of Koblenz? And I'm like, uh, Clearly, he vaguely. made his mistake when he went with the Adams family over the monsters. That was <laughs> that was the event that happened in his life that caused him to be. A piece of shit. For I think the it was mostly the PCP. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if he thinks that's it. the conversation point that's most relatable. That's the most the important thing about. I think we've learned on this podcast today <laughs> is that uh, if you like the Adams family over the Munsters, you're going to you. get into PCP and you're going to ruin your fucking life. <laughs> oh, Lordy. I feel like you had more to say. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, you did. You've got a whole legal pad I here. I have a whole legal pad. 
It's so boring. Would you? Though. Okay, so here's, it's not boring at all. I'm interested. It's very interesting. I like your interpretation. What's boring of it. is is that I keep interrupting you. No, it's cool. <laughs> that's not boring. It's exhausting. <laughs> Let's use the right word. Now, did you? Uh, would you hang out with Frankenstein's monster? With the monster, the or, if, or either? Would you hang out with either of them? I don't know. It's I don't, how hideous is the monster for realsies? Well, he's got the <laughs> yellow eye for one. I mean, um, I, I'm not that grossed out by the, the description in the book. Like, are that's you that thing. grossed out by Karloff? The, the no, Jack, not at all. No. Do you think you would be that grossed out by the description if you lived in those times when it was? Yeah, right? well, that's the thing in those. Oh, times. Well, just everything stank back then. Yeah, though. yeah like yeah, nobody no smelled telling. okay. How yeah. did people fuck back then? Ugh, it was slippery, <laughs> <laughs> smelly. I feel like it was rough. I feel like it was just like it was like sandpaper. Because it's so nice now and (laughs) not gross at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was probably it was probably mm, some Skid Row sort of (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Skid Row without the you know the fountain in front of Chase. Well, wait, no, that's Hollywood. Whatever, cut that out. Anyway, would you hang uh, out with either of them? Would I hang out with either? I mean, like I said in the book, it's it just the description of him is that he's eight feet tall. He has yellow jaundice skin and he has a yellow eyes, and I'm like, that's kind of you know. It's like sort of. I'm like, pretty open minded, yeah. you know. <laughs> like I'm not a, I'm not a, you know. I mean, you don't have the yellow fever, but that's, that's, you know, yeah, you're, you know, I'd, I'd hang out with that guy if he's nice. We could jam out about Milton. He was in the Milton, <laughs> dude. He read Paradise Lost. Yeah, he read you Paradise read Paradise Lost. Lost. Your bros. Yeah, we could, dude. Yeah, Frankenstein. Honestly, the monster in the book is kind of my bro. A little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I totally hang think, out with now, that. Now, do you think he would be into the music that you're into? Because oh. you're because oh, who yeah. is it? What was the shirt you were wearing that show we did together? Alabama. Oh, it the, wasn't Alabama. The band Alabama. I do have a band. Yeah, I do have an Alabama shirt. Yeah, but there was never mind. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Dude. Randy Owen. The funniest thing, I got this Alabama shirt. Would he shirt. listen to Bo Diddley with you? Huh? Yeah, I think so. Well, no, because everybody would have to be, you know, everybody's on the same page with Bo Diddley. You can't not love. Bo Diddley was, his band was co-ed and integrated in like 1968. And it's just punk rock, dude. It's good. Bo mm-hmm. Diddley's awesome. So I don't know. He's an open-minded bro. <laughs> you know, he's in new experiences. That's the whole thing, is that Victor, Victor's like quest for knowledge is totally to put himself above everybody else. It's an ambitious quest. The monster is just trying to get on the level with everybody else. He's trying to get read up. He's trying to learn the language. Yeah, he's just, just trying yeah. to blend in. Show him Star Wars. Play yeah. him some Kesha. Be, he's going to be fine. It'd be great. It'd be great. I would keep him away from Give the Kesha. Give him some mushrooms. <laughs> you know? It's going to work out. Play him some Beatles. mushrooms. Oh, <laughs> God. Beatles. That's the movie we're making, dude. Frankenstein <laughs> on mushrooms. <laughs> Just fucking, he just comes out. <laughs> you know, the day destroys the night. Night <laughs> divides the day. <laughs> Indians Shot. bleeding on ghost. <laughs> ghost bleeding on highway at dawn. Ghost crowd, the fragile young child's egg- eggshell mind. Uh, he's just Jim Morrison Frankenstein is what I'm no, saying. I feel like he'd be more into Fogarty, though. He'd be a, he'd be a CCR guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in the bayou, you know. He's no fortunate son. That's right. He's stuck he's in Lodi, <laughs> you know. Shit gets real, man. He wants to be put in coach. He's yeah, ready to play. Ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He kind of is. Is is center field about Frankenstein? It, it definitely is. <laughs> so we've got Jurassic Park. Breaking Bad, and now Centerfield by John Fogarty. <laughs> All about Frankenstein. All about Frankenstein. <laughs> Perfect. 
However, interestingly enough, the Daniel Johnson song Frankenstein Conquers the World, not about Frankenstein at all. No, it's about nuclear war. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, isn't that their <laughs> version of Frankenstein's monster? Well, and then, of course. Yeah, but, I mean, he was... Well, yeah, then, okay. you know, Ed, right. Edgar Winter, <laughs> Edgar Winter went, went and wrote a whole Frankenstein song. Yeah. No words. Alice Cooper did a song. Feed uh, My Frankenstein feed my featured in Wayne's World 1. <laughs> Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you have been Fuck playing yeah. the game, by and the then, way. I know. You then, all so ambulance. Wasted. Please and, play this game. And then fucking uh, he gives the speech about the history of Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> and then he goes, and the and America's only socialist mayor. <laughs> Which is yeah, it's great. Also, Alice Cooper did a song hardcore called Republican too. The man, be- he's back. Parentheses, yeah. the man behind the mask for Friday the Thirteenth Part yeah. Six. Yeah, Jason lives, uh, which is um, kind of maybe in a way a Frankenstein allegory. The whole movie, I yeah. don't know. You know, they they shop at a, a, a grocery store called Karloff Groceries. So, oh fuck, that's right. What? <laughs> Lightning, brings him Lightning does bring him back at the beginning of that movie too. Um, so Tom Matthews, who plays Tommy Jarvis in that movie, uh, Corey Feldman played him in the movie uh, two movies before. I can't remember the name of the guy that played him in five. But uh, so Tom Matthews, who was also in Return of the Living Dead's part one and two, plays Tommy Jarvis. They put a metal spike in Jason's uh, thing, trying to uh, after they dig up his grave. Uh, Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter oh, is wow. his buddy. They put the thing in there. Lightning brings him back, and then Jason's back in business. Back to the back to it. <sighs> I am sorry for all of that. No, that was great. That was outstanding. <laughs> I was just going to, the only thing I had to have is that Alice Cooper's a Republican. That's the scariest what thing about What a piece him. of shit. That was, I used to do a radio show and on how Halloween was the best. So he's against Milwaukee's socialism. Exactly. Mayor. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the weird thing when you watch it, you're like, oh, he doesn't approve at all. <laughs> but, it's but, weird that he knew enough about his perception of, <laughs> you know, who he is that people, yeah. To, like, read up on it. Yeah. Right. I used to do a radio show, and we would always play Feed My Frankenstein for the Halloween episode, and I'd always go, coming up next is Alice Cooper. The scariest thing about Alice Cooper, he's a Republican. <laughs> and then I'd hit the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I was supposed to see him uh, in 2000. Fuck, I want to see Alice like Cooper. Years and years ago. I was still yeah. in college. I was supposed to see him play in Albuquerque, and I didn't go. And I felt really bad for a long time. I was like, God, I'm, I'm missing my chance to see Alice Cooper. Yeah. But now I don't care. Uh, you just told me he's a Republican. I don't give a yeah, fuck Yeah, but aren't you, shouldn't you be separating the artist from the work? Ah, no, because I, no, because I call Frankenstein's monster Frankenstein. Okay, so I you're believe, not one of those people who no, do that. No, I think that the artist and the art go hand in hand. You know, um, uh, F. Scott. Unless <laughs> I do a Walmart commercial. Yeah. Which I will do if I'm ever offered one. <laughs> but in that but case, in that I case, ask you to separate me from the work. So just an exception for you, just not anybody no. See, else. Yeah, nobody else. See, F. Scott Fitzgerald once said that the test of a first-rate intellect is the ability to Shot. take two opposed thoughts and hold them in the mind at once and still maintain the ability to function. And uh, You I can't li- do it. No, you can because I really I, I, I believe that. in gay rights and I believe in uh, progressivism. But I also love Stranglehold by Ted Nugent, and it's and also uh, his reality show. If I had known that you surviving loved Ted Nugent, if is I the had fucking known best that thing you ever. enjoyed anything about Ted Nugent before coming on this show, I would not have asked you. I'm on sorry, this show. I'm in a Stranglehold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got, yeah, but as Oliver Wendell Holmes said, <laughs> when you stretch an, a mind to uh, to the. Uh, 
fuck. If you stretch an if you stretch a mind uh, on a new idea, it cannot return to its original dimensions. So you can't go back once you've been wang exposed. Dang, sweet poon tanged. Says everybody have fun tonight. Double everybody live wang tonight. Are we talking cat scratch fever? <laughs> <laughs> He's a good ass guitar player. The Amboy Dukes. Oh, great. Okay. Early news. John, stop approving of this. <laughs> Dude, this is what I ask you. Early news is great. I'm sorry. You know? Fuck the nuge. I got, uh, you know. I will. Would you rather nuge. not? I will crossbow fight the mm, nuge. This is upsetting to me. I love the nuge. It's so would you rather not know things that you don't agree with about people that uh, you admire? <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. We have gone down a dark, <laughs> dark place right now. Eric Clapton's really racist. He is super racist. Yeah. Oh, wait. We were on oh, that nerd fight. Damn. <laughs> Laura Crawford's show, Nerd yeah. Fight. Uh, the One of the categories is racist rock stars. And Eric if you're ever on that show... Just default to Eric Clapton because it's usually Are you him. serious? He's oh, super yeah. racist. Oh, see? Which is weird because he made his whole living off of stealing ma- black, stealing black, black people's music. music. That's probably yeah. why he's racist. That's, That's like weird. when people hate gay people because they're gay. <laughs> yeah. But like, then they like, you know, then they'd have a show like. Let me just tell you one of the Grace. most. <laughs> let me just tell you one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, I was. Uh, this is when I lived back in Alabama and I'm at a red light and <laughs> next to me. Pulls up. There's lights in Alabama? Yeah, one. <laughs> one per town. <laughs> Standard issue. Government. Uh, they made Thanks us. a lot, Obama. Thanks, Obama. You made us take our traffic light. We didn't want it. <laughs> we were fine with our stop sign. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm sitting at the light, and this fucking truck on a giant lift like pulls up, and it's just all these like kind of frat bro fucking redneck it's not even the rednecks. Like, there's a there's a phenomenon that people aren't. It's really a, a, a very nuanced phenomenon in the Some south. Some rednecks are really good people. No, it's not that. That's true, oh. but that that is the true thing. Red, I have some rednecks. I do family. too. But there's this other thing where it's like these people who are rich. Mm-hmm. They are rich. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. pretend that they're fucking trailer trash. Toby yeah. Keith. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Every country music star. Toby basically, Keith. it's yeah. that. It's it's what I call redneck face. Where isn't Kenny Keith, Chesney from Australia? By the way, no. Keith Urban's from Australia. Oh, Kenny, Keith Ch- Urban, Kenny Chesney's from Tennessee. Of. Keith Urban is what I'm thinking of. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's this thing where they're super fucking rich, but they wear cowboy hats and boots, and they fucking pretend that they work for a living. You're like, I've seen your folks' house. Like, it's huge. Yeah. Fuck you. And uh, so anyway, that kind of truck, they'll always drive like these giant yeah. trucks that cost so much money, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm sitting in this red light. And one of those pulls up with all these fucking bros in it, and all the windows are down, and they're all in unison singing Someone Saved My Life Tonight by Elton John. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there is beauty in the world, (laughs) and this is it. I'm looking at it. It was so... You were with me outside the Silver Lake Lounge that night that somebody pulled up in a truck, and they were blasting... what was it? Yeah, we talked. You, we talked I rec- about I recalled, this. I recalled. I recounted that story to you that night. It drives me crazy. Yeah, you. T- yeah, that's when you told it me that story. It was the same kind of thing. It was the same kind of thing. It was <laughs> like it was like a tiny dancer. Or yeah, it was like under pressure or something. Yeah, weird. it was yeah. something weird. It was just like they were blasting it yeah. out of this lifted truck, and we were just like, "Okay, well, fuck yeah, yeah okay, man. you're you're in the books." <laughs> then, as a good person. This got off the rails. Yeah. Um, yes, it did. Well, we have to close up anyway. Okay. Um, we got to close up the old Woodry's Hardware Studio. Woodry's Hardcore Boodio. <laughs> Boodio. Woodry's oh. Hardcore Boodio. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rivers, how you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> I feel good about What's it. What's your Twitter handle? It's at Rivers Langley. L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. 
At Rivers Langley, guys, L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. And you can listen to my podcast. The it's Good. The Goods from the Woods. The Goods. <laughs> I said The, the good. good. Yeah, the it's good. just The Good. No, it's The Goods from the Woods. <laughs> the Goods, starring Ed Helms. Jumps. Jeremy Piven. Wait, is that Helms? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I didn't see that one. No, the, yeah, it's okay. Uh, the Goods is the podcast you have with Mr. Goodnight. The Goods from the and, Woods. And uh, Pat Riley, owner of the Miami Heat. That's um, right. Yeah. And it's called The Goods from the Woods. The goods from the woods. Yeah, you just said Thank the goods you. three times. Yeah, I, I <laughs> which is why I had to stop and <laughs> <laughs> say that. Oh, this is I'm uh, okay. The goods from the woods, guys. Rivers Langley, go to his show. Uh, End of the world, the world show. show. West Talk Hollywood. to him about Frankenstein. He's got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. I have. I'll just be there tonight. Uh, this will drop later, but yeah, uh, come to one of my shows. I'll just bring this uh, this here note notebook and bring a copy of the book everywhere I go. You know, we'll just talk. Sweet, it'll be great. Perfect. Tell you more. Thanks so much for coming by. Tell you about how uh, you know it's a story. Here, I'll leave you with this. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a story That's about right. a, a you know a, a a child killing its creator. You know, but inadvertently. Mary Shelley, when she uh, her her mom died in childbirth, so there's a there's a whole other aspect about that. She's what? the monster. No, oh, right? Jesus. Huh? <laughs> what? All this and more can be yours in a conversation with Rivers Langley. I I talked a man into buying Grater's ice cream in, last night in an aisle that I didn't even know. He was <laughs> looking at ice cream and I was like, sir. Grater's black raspberry ice cream. Is <laughs> Does that the shit. exist here? Where is that? Tell it's me now, at right the now. Ralph's on Third. Grater's blackberry black, chocolate. Blackberry. Ice cream. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought you said black raspberry. That's no, my favorite. They got, kind they of got ice black cherry and black raspberry. That's my favorite kind of ice cream. I've never found it anywhere. Yeah, Grater's Third. Ralph's. Okay, sorry. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> no, that was very important. Oh, hey guys, uh, welcome back. Uh, that was Rivers Langley talking about Frankenstein from um, Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Good. The novel uh, of the same name. Frankenstein, yeah. Surrounded by a bunch of drunk people. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was entertaining. We certainly did. Uh, we did. Uh, if I remember correctly from a year ago, yeah. I had fun recording that. It was a good that. time. Uh, so in the coming up, we're, we're going to do some rebranding a little bit on this podcast. I mean, it's still going to have... We're still gonna do. It's still gonna be the same podcast, you know. We're gonna still have us. people. Hey, you still, still know us. You know you us, know guys. Us. Come on. <laughs> and uh, and talking about fictional characters, and we're gonna do still do, still do Leah's homework sections mm-hmm. here and there, and um, and I'll talk about you know characters I'm obsessed with, and every now and then we'll do something else a little different at the top. Um, but we are going to move to a bi-weekly schedule, a strict bi-weekly schedule of having a podcast one out every two weeks so that we don't fall behind again. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some guests, James Fritz, wonderful comic James one. Fritz is going to be with us guy. soon, talking about Frank Pembleton from 
Homicide Life on the Street. Um, and we got, uh, we're going to have a lot of more guests coming up. We're going to change the logo pretty soon here. <laughs> Ooh, get ready for that. <laughs> get you ready guys. for that. <laughs> Just wait by your computers till you see that new logo come yeah. up on iTunes. But we're definitely going to be more, uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, that's great. We're definitely going to be more, uh, rigid about the schedule and getting it up there. And, uh. We're ready to go. We're all we're ready, ready to, to do go. this. Yeah, so. we're we're ready to to get serious again about this. We, it's, it's good to be back in the studio. We yeah. like each other. Woodry's we like hardware. working with each other. We're back in Woodry's, yeah. and it's we're, it just <laughs> feels like home. You know, mm-hmm. Leah, you got anything cool coming up? Uh, do I have anything cool? Mm, no. When is this going out? Uh, the, you know, no. soon. No. Let's <laughs> no. just say no there. Okay. Then. Well, I, uh, I'm i doing sleepaway camp. Oh, sweet. November this 4th. Tuesday? This oh. Tuesday. This yeah. No, not this Tuesday. November coming, 4th. November 4th. My mom's Tuesday, birthday. November 4th. It's also election oh. day, as you probably knew. Yeah. It's all those things. Yep. I knew about your mom's birthday. I didn't know about election day. You knew about day. my mom's yeah. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you going to send her something again yeah, this year? Again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send her... Um, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing that's Just either... Just guess what like my It's either going to be inappropriate... Or shitty. <laughs> or both. Uh, I would have gone so inappropriate. Sleepaway Camp. Uh, Sweet. November 4th. That's at uh, the Downtown Independent uh, in downtown Los Angeles. It that's starts at... Uh, when does that show start? 10? 9. 9. 9 o'clock show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you've been on it. Yeah. I've um, been on it. It's a fun show. It's... Um, yeah. It's if, if you know... If you knew the show Holy Fuck in LA at the Downtown Independent, it's the... It's sort of... It's Holy Fuck, but with different people running it yeah it's uh, a great theater and it's free it's a great theater you can free, buy free popcorn comedy. and you can get drunk in there yeah they so got there's beers lots of and cool popcorn and they always have a really good show they have a great lineup yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun yeah so november 4th come out to that uh other than that um yeah i don't know i think that's it we're, we're, i'm excited for the future are you excited for the future yeah john are you, are you excited for the future fuck yeah yeah that we're gonna nice. do this guys yeah people we know coming at you I feel like we should again. do a hands-in thing, but that yeah. wouldn't help anybody. <laughs> Nobody could see it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I just want to say thanks for listening to us. Thanks for uh, sticking around. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Oh,